Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was fucking good. We went deep. 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 But it was good. I think we all realized we just want to be good dads. I'm yeah. shattered. Good day. Yeah, I'm fucking knackered. I got up at 3 a.m. Did I tell you? <laughs> Do you know I ran 100 kilometers? <laughs> you know, Branchy got up at, at, at... You don't really need to watch, listen to all the podcasts. Branchy woke up at 3 a.m. and he ran 100 k's. Once and upon a time. And, and I'm an Ironman and he's overcome some problems and has a go, has an online business. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Raunchy Brewing Co. Just as, after we talk about alcoholism and drug addiction. <laughs> <laughs> it is brought to you by Raunchy Brewing Co. And, um, yeah, it actually is good is what their, uh, their slogan is. It's actually good. Uh, it does taste good. But remember, everything in moderation and don't overdrink. Um and that was it. I don't think we have any other sponsors uh, today. Uh, no, that's it. So, no Delby. So, I'll just say it myself. Let's get hard. <laughs> Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So, I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Delby. And Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. It's been six months, maybe, of last year in the US, and then had got forced to take a big break from some illness. Um, sort of just making my way back from that. That sort of time off and being unfit and mm. sort of had a good place now and got got some racing planned for next year so pretty excited did you run in um at basso or did you what did you get injured or what, uh, what happened no nah, just just short just a short prep and me and the coach decided to just use it as like a a real solid training run and yeah, okay. I, I never sort of really planned to finish the run um just a measuring stick to see where things are at make sure the fire was still there for me and my racing and Cool. It sure was. Yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah. And, and you, you started doing the the Ironmans and and stuff. So before that, you hadn't done an Ironman on your f- on the very first episode. You just started no, your gym and I all that. I was planning the second half with Blake, mm. and then I did the Ironman the end of 2019, mm. and um, found out the same month that we were having another baby. Yeah, so yeah. We have had yeah. So my last since then, we've been all fatherhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, did I have a daughter, daughter then? Yeah. Like prior? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, it's four years. Yeah. So yeah. fuck yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. So that's interesting to see where we're, um, where we've all come because it changes your mindset. Hey, having a kid. Oh man, everything changes. Like, I don't know. It just changes, eh? Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, yeah, you you become more sensible. Oh yeah, yeah. Things that you thought were like not out of line before are now out of line. <laughs> mm. It's funny because um, 
I think like my whole mindset's changed because at the start, and you guys would remember, my whole thing was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to fucking dominate. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to build this business and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it was for my daughter. And then realising at certain points, I'm sacrificing time with my daughter, which is the whole, it's like it's it's defeating the purpose. So um, now my priority is my daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've had to sacrifice other things to achieve what I want to do. So, for example, this podcast, like, you guys are there from literally fucking first day. Day one. Day one. You guys were there, you two, first episode. Um, and uh, it's obviously progressed and, and gone to – th- it's it's where it is now. But I've set some fucking goals this year. And I said to Del, we fucking strap in, hold on, fucking jump on board because I'm, I'm turning this into what I think it can be. Um, and – I wasn't willing. I'm still not willing to sacrifice time with my daughter to make that happen. So now what I've done is I've sacrificed other things. So I've put podcasts, for example, ahead of work, mm-hmm. which is scary because yeah. you you you're on a it's a fine balance because you you still need income. Otherwise, then I still can't spend time with my daughter because then I don't have a fucking house to yeah. look after. Um, you start to lose things that you sort of are your safety net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are often the hardest things to sort of mm. start to let go, but they're also often what's holding you back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess uh, the thing I'm uh, I've started sacrificing the most is TV. So TV time at night, just gone. It's gone. just gone. So as soon as Scotty's gone to bed, if I've got Scotty on my nights, um, uh, I'm I'm on the phone. I'm fucking making content for the. I don't know if you guys have seen or been. A, abreast of the podcast lately but i'm probably getting annoying with the amount of shit i'm posting on all different platforms but i'm fucking that driven that it's you you can't you can't try and manifest something and try and create this new life and be the same person you were no you need to change yeah you you have to change like growth comes through change and change can be scary as all fuck yeah but it just needs to happen it's funny because i had a i literally had a conversation with myself um, and I think I ba- vaguely said this to you or one of you guys on the phone the other day, and I, I had a conversation with myself in my own head, basically saying, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can do way better than this. I what did you answer? <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, like, uh, I'll be a little more vulnerable and more, like, open about what I was. I was stoned at the time. Yep. So this is, like, not in a – I don't have, a like, a problem, but I would, I would use it to go to sleep. Yeah, basically, and you're smirking at me because I know you fucking, <laughs> you know. But anyway, we'll go to that. I was stoned. Fucking trigger warning. Exactly. So <laughs> I was stoned at the time, and I, um, basically, I had this conversation with myself, going, "You're fucking so much better than this. You're trying to be the best version of yourself, and you're sitting here smoking weed on a like a Tuesday night. What's the, what's the." what's the drive behind this? Where, where do you actually want to be in life? And this isn't it. You Right now, you could be writing your scripts. Right now, you could be creating content. Right now, you could be fucking doing admin, emails, doing whatever you want to do to get to where you want to get. You could be going for a fucking run, like anything. It's fucking 8.30 on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. Like, yeah. sort your shit out. Yeah. And it was like it all clicked. And um, I've had these moments a few times, and it's not like I smoke every night or anything like that. But So now you get stoned more? No, 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 I just, I just, just. I, I thought you said it clicked. No, yeah, it just clicked to a point where I just went, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I'll still like dabble and have a drink from time to time, or like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go as strict as you're very 
discipline, and I'm fucking very um, seven years strong, but seven years sober and clean. Yeah, and clean. Yeah, cool. And we'll go down that in a minute. But um, uh, yeah, I I guess it's cl- I want to be more active. I want to be fitter. I want to be healthier. I want to treat my body like a temple, like because you only get one chance to this life, and your vehicle is is the most important thing to having a, a, a pleasurable experience. And then, um, and if I if I don't, when it gets tough and when it gets hard, and you just and you want to try and change um, the direction of your life, you're ne- you're never going to do it if uh, if you you keep going back to the old person you used to be. Yeah. That's just as simple as that. And the old person is, ah, oh, I'm bored. I'm at home alone. I'm just going to smoke a joint and watch a movie because it's funnier to watch it when I'm stoned. That's what it was. That's all it was. It was boredom, simple yeah. boredom. So that, I'm not going to achieve what I want by doing that. Yeah, I think, I think you've got to make real changes. Mm. And like you said, like it's just got to stop mm. and change. And it has to be for real, not like, oh, yeah, just one day a week or something like that, you know, like... Mm. You got to be fully committed to the change that you're going to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And th- I think I'm, I'm, I like the whole idea of manifestation. I reckon we probably talked about manifestation last time when you guys were both on. And I understand that it's not a, it's not magic. It's 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 changing your mindset to recognize opportunities that were there all along. Mm. Um, and again, you're becoming a new person. So <laughs> the old person, the old me, would have uh, once Scotty's gone to bed. Made dinner, watched movies, fallen asleep. Nothing. The old, me, the new me, has uh, recognised that this podcast is my fucking life, and I want it to be um, the biggest in Australia. I've yeah. got visions of, of of more than just a fucking a podcast that's uh, with some mates. I want the biggest, yeah. and it's not going to happen if I just sit there and just keep doing what I was doing before. What do um, they say? Nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. Nothing changes. <laughs> we'll get down to motivation and the um, uh, that sort of stuff first. But uh, I want to talk to oh, sorry. Even even being a part of your first podcast mm. and like, you know, we've stayed in close contact and yeah. and watched each other grow. Like watching your little journey with your podcast has been it's it's next level. How did you? Uh, what did you guys think uh, with like, for example, the hundred? Because. I liked giving one of you guys shit. Was you? You did a fifty, yeah. And I did. I did. You did the eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the eighty, and I liked giving you shit because I was like, "Oh, that's cute." Then a fifty, and then you, I, I could see you sort of like you've got the mindset where you're like, "Well, fuck it, I'll do an an eighty as well." And then he can't hold it against me, (laughs) so I was like, "I better do a hundred now." So, (laughs) well, I think I remember talking to you, yeah, about having like maybe a proper plan and things in process and. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those things that went to the side and you just went full wing it mode but like credit to you and the mindset that you had mm. to get the job done like mm. a lot of people couldn't have done what you've done like running 100k's is not nah. you know you can't just waltz out and do it yeah i think that's all i, I guess that's mindset <coughs> um and strength of of character and i'm proud to say that as well 100 percent is mindset yeah um, because I know uh, mechanical failure was gonna, was easy, definitely going to be the only thing that would stop me, and even so, even then I knew I'd be like, no, 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 I'll walk, I'll fucking, I'll crawl, crawl. 
I'll take 15 hours. I'll sorry, 15. I'll take uh, 25 hours, or fucking, I'll do whatever I have to do to get it done. But I'm I'm going to get it done. So I knew me- mechanical failure was the only thing that was going to set me back. But uh, I don't know. I felt like I did enough work going in. But um, but yeah. So uh, enough about me. Anyway, I want to go down uh, your path um, to start with because uh, your path is very inspiring to me. Um, you you went into some dark areas uh, in life, and then you've come out the fucking the better end, and you you, you know want to run a successful boot camp and a franchise now. No, nah, not a franchise. Not a franchise. Or you're sort of like you're the original, and then you cr- branding got, out. Got some good friends that just uh, we help them out. Yeah. So where like okay, as long as you don't care going that deep, like where did all, like at what what was the dark points of your life that you that you've come from because where you are now is just a shining light compared to the, what what you've told me you've been through um look man you've put me on the spot like i i'm like deeply ashamed of my past mm-hmm. um some of the things i've done the person that i was um i think there's a lot of people out there that probably still see me as that person as well mm-hmm. um and there's some shit that I've done that, like, I'll, I'll carry forever. Like, I, I just can't shake. I just can't shake it. I can't believe that I was that guy. Um, you know, and there's some of those things, like, I won't go there mm-hmm. um, on this. It's, it, I just won't. I can't. Mm. Um, just fear of judgment. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not an ego thing. It's just, like, fear of judgment. Where you've come from and... Yeah, things I've done. But, you know, like, I was, I was born into addiction. My mum... And is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. She's still out there. I don't see her anymore because of it. Um, and I like I suffered as a kid at her. She was very violent, um, and we were taken away from her. Like me and my sister were removed from her care, um, given to my dad. And my dad, like, he chucked me in boarding school and went off overseas. Mm. Um, and by this point, that boarding school was like my seventh school. So I was always like that new kid, mm. like trying to fit in. And um, I was 13 at this point, 13, 14. And that's when like drugs and alcohol kind of started to surface for me. I think for most probably teens, that's kind of when it happens. Mm-hmm. Bring um, that a bit closer, sorry, mate. Yeah, and then I, um, I don't know, I was like good at it. That was that was good, it. Good at <laughs> good at drugs. I was good and at alcohol. Ta- good at taking drugs, and I was good at drinking alcohol, and I could do lots of them, and I could last longer. Yeah. And I basically thought I was a fucking tough guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was, um, I thought I was like real hardcore, and I thought that all the people around me respected me and admired me mm. for being this person, and I just did anything and everything. Like I literally tried mm. everything, and um, I left high school and I watched my mates um, getting jobs, uh, getting apprenticeships, going to uni, getting girlfriends, buying houses and I was like couch surfing, mm. fucking shit at cashies, living out of the back of a car. Um, just, yeah, and I realised the hard way that like nobody respected me at all. Mm-hmm. Like I was the joke, I was a scapegoat, I was the guy that was never going to fucking do anything, was never going to make it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I had a lot of trauma mm. 
that I was trying to process from the stuff that had happened in my childhood, things that I'd witnessed, things that I'd been through, um, you know, abuse from my, my own parent, um, domestic abuse that I'd witnessed um, and other things. Because um, trauma's, trauma's a pretty underlying issue for most addiction problems or actually I shouldn't say addiction because we, we spot... No, addiction doesn't discriminate but it's... A vast majority of people will have trauma. Yeah. So, disc- uh, and I, I, I talk about the word, the word uh, addiction in regards to we've had a, a guest on before, a psychologist, who said we shouldn't be calling it addiction, we should be calling it dependence because dependence is a very normal thing. We're all dependent on, on something. something. Um, like, and he used the example of a phone take away someone's phone and see the withdrawals we go Watch through, him. Dr. Stephen Bright. And it was fucking, it was dead right. And it becomes a very normal thing instead of making pe- people feel even worse for the word addiction, a yeah. dependence, but makes it a bit more, not that uh, these things are, uh, are great, um, but it, it's, it's a less judgmental oh, sort of way of I don't, don't want to dumb it down. It's fucking addiction to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it all the time. But mm-hmm. so many people get addicted to different things. Yeah. But the <laughs> addiction, though, Addiction to me is something that when it becomes detrimental to everything else around you. Yep. Right? When you're addicted to it. So, you know, when you could use training as an example, when your training becomes so addictive that you put it before your kids. Mm. Yeah, honey. You put it before your family. Um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll go to the gym before you'll and you'll pay your gym membership before you'll pay your electricity bill. Yeah. Mm. You know, then it's a fucking problem. What what was your like what was your point where you just went I need to uh, I need to sort my shit out or I need to I need to get better or did you have because in in situations like that and Blake I, th- I know you've had a pretty dark past in those sorts of areas as well like and feel free to comment as well like is there a moment where you just like I had my little self conversation where you just go fucking you can be better you can be you can be better than this well it was interesting to me before you were you were describing some stages and then you were like and then you realized i didn't realize for another 10 years post that Mm. i couldn't stop for 10 years post that i sort of realized because i was losing friends yeah 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 um people were turning their back on me people didn't want to hang out with me anymore people didn't want to stay up all night Mm. off their head they had jobs to go to the next day and and i was just becoming a bit of a looper like and um i was just a bit of a fucking downer to be around really like do you have a is there like a clear light bulb moment where you were like fuck it didn't happen like that i i got into so and it it, that wouldn't happen like that for a lot of people as well would it be a a slow battle yeah but i think i i feel like there's always Mm. You know, I've been through it myself and I feel like there's, you know, I, maybe I knew I had a problem for a while and there was one thing that happened that was like, fuck. Well, I went I went to three detoxes. I even went to Greylands for a little bit. Yeah, wow. Um, and that sort of wasn't enough. I'd sort of come dry out, come out, and then once the drugs had stopped, I, I picked up booze, mm. like... And alcohol caused me so many more problems than the drugs had done. Um, I just, I just turned into a fucking animal. Mm. Um, so it's quite a common thing, hey. Like uh, people trying to overcome one addiction, and then yeah, all that happens is I that s- it gets replaced with something else. Yeah, they say you s- 
I swapped the witch with the bitch. Yeah. And um, and I just fucking drank like I'd never drunk before, like every fucking day. So what what we what was it prior to the alcohol problems? Was it a range of drugs? <sighs> it was yeah meth. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've, look, I've tried everything, but. Mm-hmm. but it that was the hard one. Look, I like I evolved with that drug. Mm-hmm. So you go from Dexies to Speed, you go from Speed to Meth, and then you went to Meth to Ice. And I've just been around. I'm that old that I saw the evolution of that drug. Mm. Um, and the Ice was like late. Like everyone's fucked on that stuff now. Mm. Um, oh, man. But that wasn't even the start of my journey. Like smoking Ice was. Like not even a thing. Like yeah. it just wasn't a thing back then. But um, you know, I guess old timers now, like me, <laughs> forty one. Um, yeah, it was it was it was meth back then. But you're a, you're a great example of of how you can get out of the 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 rat not the rat race, but you can get out of the cycle. Yeah, I'll tell you, like this is what happened, right? I. Basically drank <laughs> alcoholically from the age of 23 <coughs> to 29. Mm-hmm. I got in so much legal problems. I was up on three. Uh, I got done for assault. I got done for GBH. I got. Um, I went full full week in court. I got them too. Yep. Got suspended prison terms. Got community based orders. Got all the stuff, and then I. F- Went and I fucking did it again, mm-hmm. and I sold to someone else, and um, I still drank. It wasn't enough, and I went out one night and I destroyed my car. I was like wrecking on average one point two cars a year by this point. <laughs> Honestly, I, I worked it out. So I went, I wrecked a car. I woke up uh, in blackout at another police station. Um, my alcohol reading was zero point two four. Um, and because I was in so much trouble, I thought I was going to go to jail. Mm. And um, I basically borrowed 50 bucks off my ex, mm-hmm. bought a bottle of vodka, went home, took a fistful of sleeping pills and um, woke up handcuffed to a bed in Charles Gardner Hospital with Fuck. a um, security officer at the front. I've never shared that before, but... That well, was, uh, and I, I definitely appreciate you doing that, but that's you don't have to go in. That was my moment. That was my moment. Luckily for me, um, before I did that, I called. I left a message on my dad's phone. Mm-hmm. So he was in Tanzania, um, and I don't remember doing it, but he, I, was, I left him this <coughs> voicemail, um, and he called the cops in Perth, and they kicked in my front door. Um, so it was a like a distressful phone call, or one that caused him enough concern to oh yeah to get you in. Oh, yeah, pickled. Yeah, um, yeah. Like even then, you say like like none of us are under any pressure here to share anything. No, and he's James has like felt that's come up, and I also think that that's like sign of con- he's still growing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because like, look what he's done now, and he's in a good place, and it's still something he hasn't shared, and now he's shared it. It's, is, it's is more that, growth. Is that because any? I f- I feel like you, um, you maybe you've said this before, maybe you, someone said it to me before, but you you never, you're never out, or you never, is you're always an addict, or, or, s- oh, yeah. or something along those lines. I, I know that now. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was. Like that was this the sort of start for me to change. Like my dad ended up, I didn't, still didn't know. I 
got out of hospital by this mm-hmm. point and he rocked up at my front door and um but that was the start that was like the moment that was the start and you know that was i was 29 i'm 41 now and i said before seven years so mm. it hasn't been smooth sailing no i've had some hiccups and, um, and that's and i probably that's probably important to know that that's okay to have these yeah, setbacks I, no, I think we i think we discussed it that like it's it's okay to make mistakes on the journey mm. yeah but you've got to you've got to take ownership of them yeah i look i i went back to the meth yeah so i stopped drinking but still wanted to go out and hang out with everyone knew that i was going to be a fucking animal if i drank mm. so i went back to the gear and i ended up in rehab so is this a so my <laughs> my experience is not with meth in having it, but like having some people close to me go through the problems. The people around them, when they when they tried a few times to get off, the people around them were very supportive. It's like a, as in the people who were also in the same sort of circles of um, addicted to meth. And they, do you think they it's w- a comfort thing? Like it makes. <coughs> do, well, do I don't know, and this is the question I, w- I want to ask. Like, do you think the people around know that it's fucked? But they love it still. I don't know. Or the addiction just overrides that sort of knowledge of you know it's no great, no not good for you. I mean, you you can't stop until you're ready. Like no, mm. you can have all the support and all the love in the world from family, friends, the fucking government, anyone. Mm. But if you don't want to stop, you ain't going to stop. Mm. It's um. I, I look, I, I don't know. I just know I'm I'm wired differently. I've I've got friends that I've used to use with that could stop and go to work on a Fun- Monday morning. Functioning. Yeah, like, and even when I was drinking, like, I'd wake up from a blackout and be in a panic. Mm. Like, what have I done? How did I get here? What do I do? And I'd go and pace outside of bottle shops mm. at like 8.30 in the morning getting shitty that they weren't opening on time because mm. I needed to buy where's my service here yeah but who the fuck drinks at 9 o'clock on a fucking Monday morning except on a mad Monday <laughs> mad Mondays are another that's another episode <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly um, but yeah no that's right it, it, and so recognising you have that that, that problem what's it like so you said you had setbacks. You obviously check yourself into a, a rehab or a detox and then... No, I, I got out of Perth. I called my dad, went to the UK. I just had to make that change and... Really? Yeah. So just removed yourself completely? Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, so I did my rehab in, in England. So, because you do a fair amount of work with rehabilitation now. Yeah. Um, and who's that, who's that with? So, I, I do work with Tenacious House. Yeah. So, they're a men's rehab in... Um, yeah. Area. So, um, yeah, so I stay connected to that. Um, and, they, you know, I say it's because um, I want to help other people, but it's selfishly mm. I do it so that I can remember yeah. how fucked up it is when you are in those early days. Yeah. And it how bad it was. But you're also using your experience. Yeah, like, oh, so man. Like you're definitely helping people. Like oh, you can't, you Do can't you know the success rate? It is so fucking small. Like, I've had to get so hardened to helping people that you just don't put your fucking self out there anymore. It is so, so hard. And so we've, we've spoken uh, to uh, a few 
a couple of doctors and a few people, psychologists, about this on the pod itself. But when you've got friends going through that sort of situation and time and time again and they keep going back and it becomes – and I've gone through it as well where my friends – I felt like giving up and half did like on on some really close people in my life. And um, they're good now um, and they've had some fucked up things happen but they're, they're good now and they're, I guess it took a – yeah, I don't what's, know. What's 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 good now? Man? They're 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 clean. Yeah, they're clean. They're functioning parents again and and whatnot, and they're doing really well with it as well, which is great. Um, <coughs> but uh, I felt like giving up, and did sorry, and not not felt like did to every now and then go back to try and helping, and then you you're gonna fuck this. I can't do it, and you get angry and um. What's the and I've got another friend going through this at the moment as well. Like um, he he messaged today asking like, what am I meant to do here? Like this is this a life lesson? Is this a, a test from the universe? Like, am I meant to? This person's reaching out for help, and I've tried to help them so many times, and I've been stung so many times. Like, what am I meant to do? Yeah, but are you helping them? Helping them, or are you enabling them? Yeah, and that's exactly right. So that's uh, interesting. Like, what? How do? You, what do you mean there? Like. There becomes a point where, like, you're just enabling them to continue to use. If they continue to do the same shit and they continue to burn you and they continue to take the piss, you're just enabling them to continue to use. There has to become a point where you just go, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like, you've burnt me that many times. Mm. I'm done. I'm just enabling you to continue to fucking burn me and to continue to, to use and fuck me over in the process. And how much do you think something like the uh, decriminalisation of drug use and, and certain things like this, um, how much do you think that could help contribute to... Uh, I, yeah. I, I think uh, there's too much lack of understanding about what decriminalisation of drugs actually means. Because mm. you say that and it sounds like, well, you, drugs are legal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what actually... Yeah, huge difference between uh, decriminalisation and legalisation. Yes, because legalization is yeah, drugs are legal. You you can use them. Decriminalizing chips means you don't get the criminal record. You don't things are a little more. You don't go to jail. Um, those sorts of things. Like, is that the? I know there's pros to it, and we've had people come on and speak about it. There is pros and, and cons to it, but um, it seems to be that decriminalizing has far more positive effects than negative effects. So the. What they think that going to jail is makes it worse. Nah, what it is is like if you're <coughs> if you're an, like an ex junkie and you've got your life together now, mm. but you have a record on you, your life's still fucked. Yeah, right. So every time I go for a, any major, don't go for job interviews and stuff anymore. But when I did, mm. I'd have to give this two page bloody document of all these charges that I've got from my drinking days. Yeah. But luckily for me, they were all drinking related. So any offences that I had that were drug-related were as a minor, so they're not on there. Okay. That's just fucking dumb luck, though. Yeah. So, but there are people that have got, like, I've got friends that have got, like, possession charges, Mm -hmm. right? But for someone who's, like, been re... They could have 20 years up since they've used don't drink, don't take drugs, but they've still got that charge there. Still comes up. Still comes up. And to some people, a lot of people... They're a fucking scumbag for it. Yeah, 
Yeah, there is that that demonization of the person instead of understanding the problem or the trauma behind it or the reasons behind why they've turned to the drug. Because is that do you think that's often overlooked? Because uh, again, the people that were close to me, I'm not using them as an example because that's all my experience is with it. But they had underlying traumas that contributed to their uh, downfall. So are we do, are we meant to keep continue that compassion? Uh, for them and just understand that there's a reason for it. They're not just fucking drop kicks who just went, Ma, I'm going to take drugs for no reason. They were trying to escape um, what what was going on. So you think like the, it it started, as a, started off as an outlet mm. and then becomes... Well, it's for, for, yeah, for, like it can start off as an outlet with anything. Yep. Start fucking TV, can t- um Fucking triathlon training, whatever it ends up fucking being, use that as your addiction. That's your, that's something you're trying to escape. Whatever is wrong. Like a uh, perfect example was me with my uh, separation. Um, the idea of being alone, <coughs> I guess, was uh, that was triggering a little bit, and it was not triggering, but it ma- it made me feel uh, like low, I guess. And um, so I tr- I keep myself busy by working or by catching up with mates or girls or fucking what, drinking or whatever, uh, yeah. smoking. Like, these were all things I used to keep myself occupied instead of addressing the real issue until I realised, no, nah, fuck, I've got to just be alone, I've got to be sober, I've got to do it, and I did it for, like, six weeks. Yeah. And it was fucking hard the first three or four weeks. You're like, oh, even I just want to call a mate just yeah. to catch up. But as soon as I got used to being alone, then it was okay. Then yeah. I was like, ah, I'm dealing with, I've dealt with, not, yeah, I've dealt with that. And um, now I want to hang out with people, not because I'm trying to distract myself from the pain I'm in. I'm hanging out with them because I fucking want to hang out with them. Yeah, which is interesting because I guess since the first podcast we done, you've been through a lot yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And grown and... Come on, you put me on the spot. (laughs) No, everyone's heard it on the podcast. Like I talk about it a lot. Um, Yeah, Uh, it's for the better for me. Um, yep. it's, a, it's a learning experience, just like I guess yours is a learning experience. Yours is probably a lot more harsh and, and darker than, than mine, but it's, it's a learning experience that I think um, uh, it, it, yeah, promotes growth and you can learn and, and grow from these sorts of situations. Uh, I like to find positives in negatives and I'm, some people might say I'm overly optimistic or, um, and try to find the, the positives in everything, but I think that's the way you've got to be. Yeah, like definitely. You can't just see the negatives and fucking dwell on them. You've got to use what has happened and then learn it, use that as an opportunity to grow and move forward. Yeah, well, I guess if you just focus on that negative energy, it's going to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I believe it will manifest. You know, like if you if you definitely have like more of a positive outlook on everything and and try and understand that, you know, bad things happen, but good things can will come out of them. Mm. You know, it's... um. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I, I inst- instinctively gravitate towards the negative. Yeah. My, my wife was the biggest testament. You probably saw it coaching me. Mm. Like, I I just, I didn't even know I'm doing it. Mm. I'm not a naturally positive person. What do you think that is? Probably shit fucked in the head. It's probably just, it's, it's my, I know what it is. It's, mm. it's the way I was brought up it was the things that were instilled into me as a child Mm. um there was a lot of negativity continually pushed down onto me Mm. Um, i was always told what i was doing wrong was not what i was doing right 
Mm. Um, you know, I have if, – if I have a bust up with the missus, which, you know, we all have from time to time, yeah. a lot of my reactions towards the situation is based on the trauma from my childhood. I'll just – I shut down and I, I get real negative and, you know, and everything's fucking bad and I catastrophize. Um, and it's just instinctive. Mm. Um, I, I, f- I fight to not be that way. Mm. Um, if I'm trying to help somebody else, I'm very different. But when it involves me, I instantly gravitate towards a negative. It's interesting. You know? And, like, I, fuck, how many times did I ring you? I'm doing it, I'm not doing it, I'm chucking it in, I can't fucking do this. Well, how, long, how long did we work together, I think? Two, two years. Two years. Two years. So three, chucking three right in the, the training for the, the, the Ironmans. Yeah, not yeah. doing it. Can't do it. I'm chucking it all in. And like I'm doing – like, and it's funny because, like, on paper as a coach, looking at him and looking at the training, you're like, oh, yeah, things are going well. And then I'd have a call with him and he'd be like, things are fucked. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I think they're pretty good. Like, And then, like, you know, I learned that that was – I had to help coach him into, like, looking at things a different way. Mm-hmm. And showing him, like, but not not telling him that he was doing okay, just showing him the path and trying to let him mm. him go down it himself. And, and you know, like, not not everything's negative. It's not always bad. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was the, like, I was drawn to Blake because, I mean, I knew of him as a, as a professional, but I knew of his past as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd seen an interview with him online prior and we, we sat down and we talked and... He was pretty open about where he'd come from, and, and I gave him some insight into me. Mm. Um, but he didn't he doesn't didn't fucking sugarcoat it. Like yeah. He didn't like, you know, he didn't fucking baby me, or I don't know what the word oh, is. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's be just rosy, peachy little trip down there. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like just get on with it, mate. Yeah. Like, you know, and, that, and that's that tough love approach is what works for me, and that tough love is what I give back now as well. Like, I'm pretty fucking brutal with people. Yeah. Um, yeah, blunt, honest. But it's hard in today's society. It's taken mm. so out of context. Do you agree? Like, Bro, you, it's, uh, yeah. you're the worst. You're an asshole, Or you're the worst dude in the world. But you know like, what? Talking with addiction, though, I don't give a fuck because you're talking life and death. Do you think that sort of stuff is, yeah, 100%. But do you think that sort of stuff is a, a result of uh, things like instant gratification? People just want things then and there. They also want to be babied. They're, babied, they're fucking entitled. Entitled. Um, yeah. oh. and, and it's it's only going to get worse. It is because do you think do you think we're we're breeding this into yeah. like we're teaching this into the younger generation? Yeah. Like Who's participation we? medals. Uh, yeah, but even uh, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we don't. Oh, no, we'll go down this path. Like, so you guys are health-driven people. Like, uh, you're not even allowed to um, suggest that being fat is unhealthy anymore. Like, we talk about fat shaming, for example. I've, I've never fat shamed someone. Like, someone being fat is that's not worth having a crack at them about. Well, I tell you, one but, of them. But like, well, ju- but to be that the whole idea of body positivity, I think, is just as bad as. As uh, as the as shaming them, so it sh- it shouldn't be a factor of like, <laughs> you know, um, it's okay that you're fat. It should be you don't make fun of them, but then support them to get healthy because 
being overweight is not a healthy thing to like. Do you understand what? I'm, yeah. Do you I'm well, going with that. <coughs> I can say clearly that like I got fat and overweight, mm-hmm. and because no one even close to me would call it out. Mm. I got comfortable with it and then obviously it becomes a cycle. Yeah. And I got fatter and fatter. Yeah. And it took uh like my best mate, my very best mate at the time is my best mate, one of my best men at my wedding. Yeah. And he's like, "Man, you've got you've got dimples on the backside of your knuckle." <laughs> he's like, "You're fat." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, I think maybe maybe he could have sugarcoated it a little. Yeah. But he was he laid it down, and you know that's one of the a clear cut time to me where where some things had to change. Well, how do you how do you address it though? Because like if you were to just go up and say, "Look, mate, you're overweight," that's a pretty maybe we can work on that. That's a nice way of doing it, but that yeah. might not that might not fucking trigger anyone. If you go, "Mate, you're fucking unhealthy. You're setting a bad example for your kids." Blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah. And that might trigger them. But then, fuck, is that a bit too much? Like, are you just I don't know. Like, he he's just said right. That was someone having the balls to say it to him. Mm-hmm. And the best not, not worry about his feelings. Mm. It was one of the best things that right. ever happened to me. And, and look at him now. He, he's, a, he's a pro, mm. right? On the hard yarns, bro. Mm. Like, he's made it. <laughs> um, right? But if I, I could throw this mic down now. <laughs> the same thing happened to me. Yeah. Right? I was fucking huge. I was 110 kilos. I had no fucking neck, man. Like, I was, mm. I was so obese from alcohol. Mm. And it, a GP, who I who's known me my whole life, mm. did the same thing. You're fat, yeah, right. And my ex was there. You can't say that to him. Mm. He goes, but he is, and he needs to hear it. Yeah. And then someone at work, I lost a bit of weight, and then someone at work said the same thing. He says, you're walking around carrying fucking two dozen oranges, mate, like mm. all the time. You're fat, mm. and it was the trigger that I needed. Like, don't sugarcoat it. Mm. Because that works for some people. But you can't. You're right. You can't. But they end up in a comfort cycle mm. and it just gets worse and they get further from Yeah. I totally out. agree as well. I'm the hard love sort of bloke. I, I Yeah, but you, would, you wouldn't do it to someone else, would you? I wouldn't go up to someone and go, you're fat. Unless they were in the rehab. That's different. Um, right, but it is. Yeah. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go up and say it. And that's... Is that a... No, because you've just said it. You can't. Mm. You can't anymore. Mm. I don't know. It's probably braver and stronger to be able to do it, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, it's all in the delivery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, co- yeah, telling someone they're fat and that's not going to be good for their health is not an easy conversation to have with someone. The thing is, they probably know they are. But you can tell the difference between someone, you know, who's like a solid build and pretty healthy, mm. looks different to someone who's just like maybe the same size but... Mm. Unhealthy. Yeah, well, I, I look at myself at the moment, and I've put a lot of work into getting back to a fitter, healthier lifestyle yeah. that I that I wanted to. I wanted to set example. I didn't want to preach certain things and then not live by what I was preaching. So, I've, and I've still got a little bit to go. Like I've got a, not not that I care about the look, the vanity. That's that's great. <laughs> that's a great byproduct of it. You look a bit better and whatnot. But um, I, I want to feel better. And I, I want to be able to function at the highest potential that I can. And if that means I exercise better, I eat better, I drink more water. Um, even the water I drink, I filter it now. It's fucking going through about four filters and it's been uh, pumped with a heap of new minerals and 
and whatnot. I'm just making sure I do everything right to be the, the best version of myself. But none of this is presented to us. No. Like no, one, no one tells you don't, don't drink the water in Ashby that comes straight out <laughs> your tap. Yeah. That's chlorifying, like the solidifying on, oh. your, on <laughs> your taps and they don't work anymore. And like you've got to change the shower head every six months because the thing's clogged up. Yeah, like something's wrong. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. you shouldn't be drinking it. No, that's I totally agree. That's that was as soon as I um my shower head clogged up and I looked at what was on the end of it and I'm like, you're drinking that and oh fuck, I know what else is in there, you know, and I understand we've got to clean it. Yeah, what do you call that? It's like calcification. Calcification yeah. from the chlorine, I think, and yeah. the fluoride in there. I'm, I'm not too big a fan of either and then yeah i just wanted better water so that's been a huge that's actually been a huge factor in my flip of like mindset i'm off mains now anyway you know you're uh water ground water groundwater i don't drink groundwater bro. what no, is it we've got rainwater rainwater yeah yeah okay massive yeah, rainwater tanks it's so different, like, as I went down well, to we've, Al- we've run out fucking three times this summer already. <laughs> but it's a, it just tastes better and everything's better. And I re- went down to Albany uh, for over New Year's and I climbed fucking Bluff Knoll and all that and had a nice active sober start to the year, which was kind of cool. But my uncle lives on a farm and he's all rainwater. Um, it's all natural. There's fucking, there's no reception out there. And you just feel better. Yeah, do you think it's different phases that you go through as well? Like, I feel like... You know, like I've got a, a nice water filter that filters at a few different stages. Yep. The water tastes great. Mm-hmm. And like n- these days my mates are walking and like, oh, like, oh man, like the filtered water, like that's that's a great idea. But mm. I feel like maybe 10 or 15 years ago my mates would have walked in and went like, what the fuck did you buy a filter for? Like just drink yeah. the tap water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that like it's changing the way we look at things or do you think that's age maybe <laughs> yeah fuck i don't know maybe age it yeah. might be age I- information yeah like information there's more information now it's you, fucking in your face all the time you care more about um you care it's it's fu- it's funny the older you get um come on bro i used to drink out of the fucking hose like, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah same Mate. but you know but like um the older you get i guess you're sort of presented more with the, the the mortality of your life and the finiteness of your life. So you're sort of like, oh well, I want to look after myself as best as possible, and and then also, you know, when you're young, you can have drink, eat whatever the fuck you want, resilience, and you it just fucking shreds off. It doesn't matter. And I used, I, I was sucked into that fucking that um that whole routine. I used to eat like shit, drink so much. Um, pop fucking Advil and, and medications like it was nothing because I trained three or four nights a week and I did weights and gym and, and I was ripped. I was like, nah, I'm healthy. But what I was putting in my body was not helping contribute to that health at all. It was the fact that I was working it all off. I was f- playing football. So yeah. um, uh, if I wasn't doing that, I would have, well, I know what happens because I kept on eating and drinking and doing what I was doing the after I finished football and for six months later, I went, what the fuck is this bloke? Like, where's he come from? Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, you, you start to adapt and you start to change your, your sort of healthy lifestyle and whatnot. So. My, my brain's <coughs> going in circles at the moment. He's talking about drinking out of hoses. Yeah. And I'm thinking about 15 years on a building site. Of yeah. Like 30 metres of plastic hose sitting there in the sun 
and like you know every 15 L- minutes you turn it on and take a big gollop out of it leaching <laughs> fucking whatever into it <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 fuck my mind's going everywhere at the moment because i'm I've been up since three in the morning, our time, I guess, because I got I've been just came from Melbourne today, so I don't know where I'm going with any of these conversations. So it's like quarter past twelve in Melbourne now. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, so what? I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I got up at three in the morning, our time, basically, and I'm still going. But yeah, um, could be worse, Branch. You could be smoking bongs on a Tuesday night on the couch on your own, watching TV. hundred <laughs> percent, getting the munchies. <laughs> this is this is it. Like I, I'd rather be out here doing than and creating and trying to fucking be a better person. But um, I, like, because I, I, this shouldn't. This podcast keeps going back to me, but I've got this, um, I've got this opinion. Um, you guys might not buy into this one, but for me, we're just like this. We're here very temporarily, very fucking very short time. And we're just the universe experiencing itself in an infinite number of places at an infinite number of times from an infinite number of perspectives. So I'm just one of those fucking points of, 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 of light or whatever you want to fucking call it. And if I'm only here temporarily for, and I'm an infinite being <laughs> that's going to be here forever, if I'm only here temporarily, why wouldn't I make my experience here as adventurous and as fun and uh, and as as enjoyable as possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because we're taught that you should leave school, get a job, mm. buy a house, get married, have a kid and stay put. Mm. And I think we should do quite the opposite. Mm. You know, like, you know, I've got two young daughters now and trying to teach them that, like, anything's possible and, you know, mm. you don't have to do that stuff. Mm. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You can think it or dream it. I believe you can go and do it. It's funny because I spoke to uh, a mate of mine, Husey, and we were chatting about that exact thing and we were talking about the fact that oh, I want to get it and he's noticed it and he's been seeing it. And and I said, the message I want to drive to my daughter is that you can do anything in life. Anything you want to do, you can do it. And then I don't want to be, you know, pushed with the question by her, so why haven't you? Yes. So if... If 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 I'm pushing that message and I'm not doing it myself, fuck yes, yeah. What the so f- maybe you what just the need fuck sort of example am I? You know, like maybe you need to use it as a check for yourself. Like, am I? Mm. You know, am I doing what I want? Well, hold on, I want to play this back, right? Mm. Right, we met. You may have met him before, but that first meeting with him, yeah, right, Dome Cafe, Dome Cafe, yep, in Wanneroo, Wanneroo Dome right? Cafe, yeah, and, and you'd. F- and found him somewhere mm. who, you know, you're a sucker for. He posted on Facebook saying, I want a videographer, and I was like, right. oh, I can so fucking right. do it. James, come meet this guy. Tell me your opinion. He wants a shot, right? And you sat there then mm. and fucking spilled out all this shit that you wanted to do, mm. and you were, what, sheet metal? Sheet metal fabricator. Right. Do it work in a factory. You did some stuff for him. Mm. You did some stuff for me. Yeah. And then you came to us. You, we... Me, my wife have met you. Yeah. Sat down. You, you've talked it out. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And you fucking did it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember getting the message when you said, I'm packing it in. So This is it. I'm doing this full time. You're doing it. So it's quite funny because I, I don't know if you remember, but the day I told my boss I was quitting my job, we did our first podcast. Did that we do was, it that day? That was that night. Was it? I think After. you talked about it on the podcast, yeah. didn't you? So yeah. the night 
um, we had did my first podcast, it was like a, a new beginning. Yeah. And that's what I t- that's what I feel like this is. It's it's quite serendipitous that you two are on because I've got this new mindset. I've got this fucking new drive. This Fran, new I'm ambition. Like, I've said it to you off numerous times. Mm. How fucking proud I am of you mm. that you fucking took the pl- plunge and you did it. Mm. Right? Because. People don't have the balls to do it. It's pretty scary as well. It like. is fucking it is scary. Mm. You know, it's the same with your coaching, Blake. I look at it now and I'm like, and I, I, I've got to admit myself that I do want to, I probably haven't let go of the concreting. Mm. But like, you know, things like, I hey, feel like, thank I fuck I didn't let go of the IT, eh? <laughs> yeah, Otherwise yeah, yeah. We wouldn't, even, we wouldn't have any videoing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of forced. I I kind of felt like I think I spoke with you, and I felt like I got myself in a position where the coaching was going well, the racing was going well, mm. and I could, you know, I was pretty much done with it. But I kind of, I mean, everybody blames COVID, don't they? And then bang, COVID, bang, yep. yeah. But, but fe- it is. But I feel like I was stuck at home, and you know, at the end of the day, <coughs> m- my family comes first, and I had to put food on the table, mm. and if that meant. Pulling the trailer out of the garage to go lay some concrete. That's what we had to do. I'm, I remember coming and seeing you once when you were on on it, doing your concrete in your BK shirt and you came over to me and go, oh, piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, yeah, you do it for your family. But you got to, yeah, you do. Like, Yeah. They'll always come first to me no matter what. Like, mm. Yeah, the fear of, like, so we, when it came to COVID, the, the vaccine was my biggest issue and that was like... Uh, I was I was able to get through some of the tough times that we had, you know, where you know being locked down or I'll, that I went through my fucking separation through COVID lockdown. So I was by myself in fucking lockdowns, which was pretty. Uh, but I do think. Do average, you agree that we had it pretty easy here? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Which is we had a picnic. I don't even think we experienced it. Like yeah, my, my, else my sister was in Victoria for it, and she yeah. had it. Pretty hard. My old, old man was in England. Yeah, they had it pretty rough as well. And that was my perspective of it. Like I, I thought, um, what was going on was bullshit. But my issue was, um, also, and I also had perspective thinking, well, fuck, it could be way worse. You know, we could be in fucking Sydney or Victoria. But um, how did it affect you? Like with your podcast, because you still have social media, you still have so the internet, you can still put content out. Yeah. So event. Filming, marketing, those sorts of things basically went out the door. Yep. Um, and regardless, regardless of vac stas- vaccination status, mm-hmm. um, that just all stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government gave us the funding and stuff, you know, whatever yep. that, that that obviously helped. But what was the the concern was like everything I had worked towards building and creating was potentially going to be just gone if I didn't fucking get this vaccination, and I wasn't convinced I wanted to get it. And the fear of losing everything, but not only losing everything that I built, but um, losing my daughter because yeah. I can't fucking keep paying rent in the house that I'm at and all these sorts of things. Yeah. That, w- that was pushing me towards the fact where, I'm, oh, okay, I'm going to have to go get it. Um, and I nearly did. And then obviously everything fucking fell through. And then now it's all good. Now I'm four times more less likely to get COVID or a severe reaction or die than anyone who got jabbed. So fucking suck a fat one. But <laughs> um, That's uh, one we'll steer away from that rabbit hole, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking, yeah. That's, that's, that's a, a deep one. That's a deep rabbit hole, yeah. Because, uh-huh. um, yeah, I was waiting for Novavax. Um, yeah. That was the one I was waiting for. But, um, but yeah, though, that, that, that sort of fear end up um, <clears throat> being quite a big driving force 
behind me because it made me realize, fuck, I'm f- afraid of losing it. That's how much I love it. Yeah. That's how much I want it, and that's how much I want to keep it. It, show, it shows how, um, I don't know, like how resilient you are as a person that you could still stand your ground and not get the vaccine. Because, well, in that situation, it was also, oh, okay, I'll, if I lose everything, I'll, I'll just go back to sheet metal. I couldn't even go back to sheet metal because you had to be vaxxed to work in a... Did you get... In, you in did, you got real sick, yeah. didn't you? No, nah, I was fine, but I we did make the choice, like I... I spent a lot of time looking at it and assessing it myself, and as you said, you got access to a lot more information these days mm. than than you know than previous times where the place where we've been through vaccinations. Um, so yeah, I was like, I just wanted to make my own decision. I was happy with anyone who wanted to go get it. Yeah, uh, but I also respected someone who didn't want to yeah, go yeah. get it. Mm. I, d- um, I, d- I didn't want to go get it. Yeah, mm. I'd like pushed to the absolute. Limit. Limit to not get it. And then I ended up, get up getting two because mm-hmm. I wanted to go and see my nan <coughs> yep. in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it. And uh, I got – I got really – I was in hospital with one of them. Really? My whole fucking arm shut down. Fuck. Yeah, so – And this so this is the thing, like, especially, like, men in our age bracket, we're obviously in a risk category for, like, myocarditis and, and – and whatnot, uh, which is obviously that was a concern for me, but it wasn't the driving factor behind me not having it. I was just like, I'm a young, healthy person who's not in a risk category at all. I'm going to be fine, and you can't show me any data that suggests it won't stop me from spreading it to my grandparents. So I, no, I'm not having it for the safety of others because it's not going to stop. That was that was it. That was as simple as that. I was like, well, I'm I'm a hippie man. I'm fucking like, I'm very, you know, natural health. Your body is your temple, sort of thing. Like, just eat right and whatnot, and you'll be fine. That's that's how I approached it. And so, like, the people who fucking got vaccinated and just went about their lives and didn't do anything else to be a bit like a more healthier version of themselves as well, yeah. they're just they're fucking cunts. Because, <laughs> like me, I got COVID. I didn't get it fuck all bad, but like that's because as soon as I started getting symptoms, and I was actually in in prep, making sure I, I was going to be. Um, you know, in the best condition possible to handle it, but I make sure I was fit and healthy, make sure I was drinking a lot of water, make sure I had plenty of vitamin D and plenty of zinc and fucking It's bang. funny how... Oh, it's funny like that. Like, I felt completely fine. <laughs> but you know? none... It, like, it was just... You were like, go get the vax. It wasn't like, go get the vax and, and maybe make some health-conscious decisions about your life. 100%. And maybe get a bit healthy and, like, help... help Everything that's going to happen, you know, still hasn't. It's still there's still no there's push still for no promotion for your health. You know why? Because that's fat shaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say this because I've got a really funny story. So I, I was out training, riding my bike, and I, I, you know, I'm doing exercise, so I don't have to wear a mask. It's when the mask mandates are on. Yeah. I wasn't for the mask mandates anyway. I didn't. Well, they didn't work. Yeah. I just. I had my own opinion. I, if someone wanted to wear it, yeah. I respect that too. Yeah, of course. You know, but I'm wa- getting off my bike at the petrol station. You weren't, you weren't going to be one of those cockheads in the middle of a park walking their dog by themselves wearing a mask. Oh, I still <laughs> see it <laughs> now. It's fucked. Driving the car by themselves <laughs> oh with the God. mask on. But anyway, I yeah. pull up at this servo. You know, I'm out exercising, working on my health. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lady <laughs> who is clearly overweight. <laughs> Had a mask hanging down around her chin. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette. Oh, my God. 
had the largest Slurpee <laughs> that you could possibly buy from the service station and then proceeded to go, excuse me, fuck. where's your mask? Fuck off. Oh, on yeah. my way in and I was just like, um, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I said, I think you've probably got more to worry about yeah. than me breathing the air. So the masks, the, the, and the funny thing about the masks, which, which is hilarious, so uh, unless you're wearing the, whatever, the M95 or whatever that fucking type of mask. Which was out of stock. Which was out of stock. Unless you're wearing that, that's the only part that's effective. Also, you have to change that one every uh, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. You can't touch it. You can't get it wet on the inside. So that's, yeah. So every 20 minutes you've got to put a new one on. And for it to be effective, you also have to be showing symptoms. So, and then, and in that case, it's still only 15% effective. So, what the fuck am I wearing one for if I don't have symptoms? I'm not sick and it's not even the right mask. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's a war, a big court case, something else going on, and wow, COVID's gone. Yeah, fucking gone. It's just the flu now. Well, the flu disappeared for a while. It did. It, there was no flu. Oh, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. But yeah, p- treating your body like a temple. Well, was, and well, not treating it like a temple, but just yeah. I just I just, just doing the right things. I um, you know, I I talk with my <coughs> both my daughters about this, like trying to give them the tools mm. to make the right decisions. You say live, you know, like treat it like a temple. Mm. I'm like, to an extent, you know, I still yeah, believe yeah, yeah. you got to live and mm. experience stuff and that. And I just like. You know, I teach my daughter like, yeah, maybe this in moderation is better than mm. it all the time. Yeah. Or, but still leave the, leave the choice to yeah. them. And yeah. then don't judge yourself for having like a a dabble in fucking chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah. Or a couple of beers or yeah. whatever it is. So for me, uh, when I was, if I was drinking regularly, like every weekend or every, you know, on weeknights and whatnot, and then I wake up hungover. And it was a regular cycle. That's where I start to feel like this is fucking, this is horseshit. Mm. This is I need to fucking sort my shit out. But uh, my my lifestyle changed. I drank fuck all the last couple of years, pretty sparingly. So now if I drink and I wake up hungover, it's a like a, huh, that was fun. Like that yeah. was a that was a, an experience. Okay, back to normal. Like it's a, it's something I don't judge myself for anymore. And um, it's interesting you were saying that, um, because obviously. You were talking about your alcohol addiction before and, like, being the type of alcoholic that's waiting at the bottle shop for it to open and, like, mm. getting pissed off that it's not open because you want to drink all day, every day. Mm. And then you're talking about drinking and, you know, like, maybe it it fucks your life every weekend. Mm. It's another form of alcohol being a problem. Mm. I think people need to realise that you don't need to be drinking every day, yeah. dust till dawn. To have a problem with the alcohol, you know? And that's the same as me. It's been so motivating not drinking. And when I say not drinking, I had some drinks the other night. But I mean as in broadly, not drinking. In general, drink. yeah. Yeah, and just in general, not drinking. And uh, waking up f- motivated and ready to go and f- ready to be better and, and whatnot. And not even that. Just what if I want to wake up and go for a walk, or you know, to the park with my daughter and watch her play on the playground and feel good? <laughs> like. Yeah. That's good as well. That's great. So uh, the not drinking thing is becoming a – I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> Your last drink though, like why did you drink? What was the – what were you doing? So last night <laughs> I had a beer at the MCG. Okay. It was my first time at the MCG. I had a beer. Yep. I can see that. You beer and up, a burger. 
grew oh. up watching footy. Yeah. Watch heaps of the MCG and you're finally there. But but yeah. So you you're trying to make a point there though, like Yeah, I'm like well, socializing. Yes. It's what people well, seem to do. And mm-hmm. it's so like not drinking, mm-hmm. it's so fucking awkward. So I was I was actually quite worried about this trip to Melbourne because I'd set myself, I'm like, I'm not, I'm gonna drink fuck all. Like I might have one beer here, one beer there, like over the next six months, but I'm not I'm not drinking, I'm not getting drunk. And I couldn't see foresee anything over the next four to five to six months where like a wedding or something where I might get my arm twisted to go get drunk. I couldn't see that. Mm-hmm. Except for Melbourne was potentially like uh um, my mate, she's flying me over there for her business, her, her partner over there. I, I don't know him too well. I don't know if I feel like, oh, he's a bloke. He probably just wants to go, we'll go have a few beers and he'll twist my arm. Ah, oh, we'll go to the pub. And I was like, fuck, that's probably going to happen. And yeah. then we got there, um, went to the pub, went for a dinner with his kid, like just to, like, he was he was the, um, he was daddy daycare that day. And then he's like, um, what do you want? You want a beer? And I was like, yeah, I'll have a beer, yeah. Um, Bugger it, whatever. And then he's like, yeah, I don't really drink, so um, I'll just get a, lim- a, a lemon-lime bitters. And I was like, oh, nah, I was only going to have one to have a beer with you. And then I realised, fuck, I've literally, I'm going back on what I said just to... Just to... Be social. Just to be social. And I was so glad because he went up to go get it and I called him back and said, no, 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 actually, no, don't don't get a beer. Like, just get a water and a lemon-lime bitters. And, and um, it's so much easier to let him, you know... Yeah. Let him get the beer. But these are those. But you went out of your way and yeah. you knew you wanted to change and then said, no, get the lemon, lime, and bitters. But these are the tests I was telling you about before the, the podcast the tests. Like, you want to change his life, you want to do something, you can ask the universe for it and it'll fucking give it to you. It'll present these opportunities for you, but it, it'll, it'll test you. It'll fucking. It'll say, how much do you want how this? Bad because do you, want you, it? you can have it, but I'm just going to. Test you a couple of times. You want money? I'm just going to send you to a to a bit of a broke stage, and you, you're not going to have any money. But you, I want you to keep doing what you're supposed to be doing in these broke times, or you're fucked. Um, oh no, no, I'll go back to my old ways and blah blah blah. Same with the drinking. Like, oh, I want to give up drinking. Well, here's an opportunity to go have a beer with a mate. I can. Are you going to do the right thing, or the are you balls gonna, in your court? The balls in your court. And yeah. I'm I'm forever um, the universe doesn't give you what you want. The universe gives you what you are. And if you are someone who's a drinker, if you are someone who's um, not motivated, you, that's what you're going to get. So, like, and we talked about it before, like if you, if you want to change a person you are, you have to become a different person. You can't just fucking keep doing the same things. And think it's gonna. <laughs> it's the uh, definition of insanity: doing yeah. the same thing and expecting a different result. Oh, it's man, you're a fucking tripper, Branch. <laughs> I was like, I was having like prop. No, not prop. I was like pretty anxious coming on here because mm. I've listened to some of your stuff, and you go some like, <laughs> fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first Seth Rogen laugh today. <laughs> but yeah, you're a tripper, bro. I'm a tripper. Um, and I think that's good to I be... I don't mean that in, like, a disrespectful way. No, right, no, of course. Well, we're at the start... I'm just going to change the subject a No, that's bit. fine. We're at the start of 2023. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And mm. we're recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. What, you got any big goals Mate, this year? The, yeah. The like go- l- maybe let's... That, okay. l- that list will be long. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, no, let's uh, make the top three goals. No, because I, achi- I achieved every goal I set out to do last year. Yeah. 
which was uh, I wanted to write a short film, which Where, I did. Where's, I did. The, where's the whiteboard? I remember the whiteboard. It's at home. It's above my computer. It's still there. Um, uh, so the goals last year were I wanted 10K downloads a month for the podcast. Actually, sorry, I had four goals and then I had podcast goals. So that was one of the podcast goals that we achieved, 10th. Downloads a month, which is awesome. But um, my my goals bro, that's were fucking awesome, bro. Yeah, yeah. So my uh, my first, I think my my four goals. Uh, I'm just going to try and remember, and I've ticked them off now. So, I, uh, but uh, it was write a sh- short film, which I did. Um, it was fuck. Um, oh, fuck, I can't remember. I've got, I ticked them all off, so. I'm moved on to the next. <laughs> I don't know, but I achieved all four of the goals that I set out to do. So I've set out, I think, four new goals for this this year. It was write and film a short film um, that I've that I've written. Um, it was climb a mountain, which I climbed the fucking first morning. So tick the box straight away. Got, got to go home and tick that one actually. Um, Full time with the podcast, um, and. Um, Fuck, this one can't be very important. Can't remember. Um, yeah, there's one more goal. I can't remember what it was. But then I have ongoing sort of like aspirations. So, you know, like maintain a healthy life balance with my daughter um, and work and social life. Um, you know, uh, keep a like an income going. Like I've got a list of about seven or eight sort of ongoing goals. Um, and then I've got sort of daily rituals, whereas like meditate, um, exercise, eat healthy those sorts of things I've got and I tick them off daily as well. Yeah. And I don't know if they're it's great having to-do lists and checklists and stuff, but I find um having them there holds um, you accountable. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Holds me accountable to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes again, it's one of those things, you know, like when you when you sort of uh the ma- the ma- mantras for like manifestation, it, again, it's not one of those things where it's magic. It's just like every now and then I've set that goal and I see it every day, but I don't realize I'm looking at it, and then I find opportunities to go down that fucking and d- and that path. Do you do this shit? Like, do you actually do all that stuff every day? Yeah. Get off. So, like, uh, uh, self admittedly, and I've said this a few times, the meditation is one I'd like to do more often. I try to do it daily, um, but also I'm a single dad, so try, try, sometimes trying to find the time to do it um, or forgetting, I just simply forget sometimes, but. Um, uh generally every morning i'll wake up uh i'll uh, depending on whether scotty's awake or not but i'll i'll wake up i'll go make me coffee and as i'm making me coffee i'll set down a checklist of about 20 things i want to achieve that day and that's everything i don't just do put work i put everything in there so i put morning coffee on there so the morning coffee run do my schedule um that's all part of it. So it feels like I'm ticking boxes at the start. But then I'll go have my vitamins. So I'll have my zinc. Um, I'll have my creatine. And I'll have my, my filtered water. Um, or my lemon water. Every single morning. And some apple cider vinegar. And that's like a little routine to, to, to begin with. Then I, that's when I have my coffee. Have my coffee. Make my list. Um, uh, what I want to do. And generally on that, it's either run, gym or meditate. Um, actually, sorry. Run, gym or sauna. Um, and generally I'll have two of them on the same day, every single time, and then meditation's on there every day. I don't always tick off meditation. Living the dream, Branch. I'm really enjoying the sauna, and... A sauna's... <laughs> you got you got the ice thing happening, didn't you? Yeah, and I've, uh, one of my small little goals for this year is every day that I'm home mm-hmm. is to start the day with a three-minute ice bath. 
Ah, uh, so and that's one I wanted to add to mine. Just yeah. uh, uh, like obviously, I don't, I don't have a. I could just go buy a bin, I guess. But uh, I think I was going to start with the goal of like so one yoga session, one ice bath, and one meditation a week minimum. Yeah, yep. I think that's not like that's not setting the bar too high. Maybe I could set it more with meditation because I think the meditation is fucking important for you sort of centering yourself. Um, even if it's just five minutes of, it's just five minutes, you know. I'm it's funny, eh? Like every day, what is it? We're on day thirteen now, so mm-hmm. thirteen days of ice bath starts. Hey. It's the first thing I do. I found you now, <laughs> but it's like a little process every morning, like of uh, climbing over these walls of like waking up and like. Yeah, I've got to go do it. But I, and these things I love that the way I feel after I've done that it feels like a sense of achievement. Just by seven o'clock, and I've ticked seven boxes before before Scotty's even awake. Yeah, I can't do that if I'm hungover. I can't do that if I'm feeling rusty because I smoked a joint the night before. I can't. Uh, I can't do that if I've been eating like shit because you feel sluggish and lethargic. So yep. for me, the the Eating well, the dr- drinking lots of water and less alcohol and and whatnot. It's also contributing to that side of things. You make it sound so easy. It's hard. Well, my, uh, my wife tells me every day you got to drink more water for the amount of training and exercise I do. I just mm. maybe it's another small goal I can put on there. Is just well, know. look at today. today. Do you carry a dr- do you carry the flask? No. Like you know, the people carry the water bottle. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thinks and helps them drink more. Yeah, no, 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 I don't, but. Um, I, like, even today, t- today could have been so easy for me to message you guys going, hey, I had to fly in from fucking Perth, uh, from Melbourne this morning, and then I had to go take my daughter to fucking um, her classes, and then I had to go do all this, and then we had fuck up here with the, the system. and They were your tests. They were the tests. I've technically, like I said, I've technically got up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and it's fucking, what is it? Is it nearly 10? It's yeah, nine forty, and I c- it's so it's so easy for me to just say nah, I'm not doing this, I'm I'm we're just gonna we're gonna st- step back. But I I've become I have become disciplined, and I think it's due to seeing like the the bad side of it, the mm-hmm. side the guy who who knows he can be disciplined, and knows he can do this stuff, and then doesn't, and just and there's nothing wrong with a couple of lazy days. Don't get me and rest, but um. Yeah, the biggest thing I've sort is um, just t- taking away TV. But you also become disciplined with some small things, and it like it grows, <coughs> eh? Yeah, and yeah. It, it gets easier. Oh, hundred percent. It's baby steps. You it's know, people say to me like, "How do you how do you train every day? Or how do you go to train? Like, if I if I go and do a concrete job, mm. how do you go to work? How do you go and train after that? It's like it's just discipline." Mm. Well, I didn't want to go for a run before I came here. I was like, in my head, I was like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll um, I'll do the run tomorrow, and then I'll go to the gym tomorrow as well. Just to, I'll just do two extra. And then I thought, well, fuck it, I've got an hour to spare between the podcast and and this. Why wouldn't I just go for a run? A little half an hour, fucking six k run around the lake. Just do it. Just get it done. And um, once just, I, just small things, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 trying to work on some of those small things this year too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, after yeah. What are, what are your goals? I was going to say the same thing because you've had a fucking rough run. Oh, mate. Dropped I'd a bombshell on us before. We I'd went say on 20, 2022 was a, a roller coaster from hell. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I thought it was, I was getting ready for this massive, like, 
goal ticking year of like returning to international racing, you know, like flights and everything become mm-hmm. become more accessible and it was quite the opposite, you know. So like and these negatives things that well things that I take negative happen, you know, have also highlighted positive things and made me changes like moving forward, you know, like even small things like I noticed tonight podcast at seven and I'm like, no, nah, sorry, lads, I'm, you know, it'd be more like 7.30, yep. which gave me enough time to go home and help the missus cook dinner, mm-hmm. have dinner with the family and then come to the podcast. Whereas I know last year yeah, I would have selfishly just put myself first mm. and just rang the missus and said, look, I'm, I've got this podcast to do for like yeah. work, networking, I'm out. Yeah. You know, and left him by himself. But like I'm making a conscious effort to, you know, do the 1% is better at home. I think that that karma comes back to you as well because if you again I I talk about the universe as a fucking thing that actually responds, but I don't mean it as in yeah. an actual entity or anything like that. I mean it as in you know just karma for what goes around comes around. You put in the right work and you do the right things. The right things happen. Oh yeah, it's got to. And um and by you going back and spending time with your your kids mm-hmm. and your wife um. It's not only good for them, it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Gave me, you know, like I'd come from two hours of swimming lessons um, and just broke it up, you know, like gave me some time with them, switch off, come here, be fresh. Um, speaking of your training, have you um, have you thought about doing an ultra or something like that? Um, as in a... Do it. As in, <laughs> a, as in an ultra marathon, just running? Yeah. Just that up, new ultra try. Yeah, I'm more interested in... Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of... You, you know, m- fucking tagged me in that, I think, maybe, or sent it. Yeah, like bro, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be really interested in doing, like... So there's some extreme triathlons. They, they, yeah. they rustle my feathers. I'd really like to tick them off. Yeah. Um, so would you, would you do it in the way that, like, I would do it in regards to you just want to get it done... Or would you still would you want to do it at an like an elite pace? I think that's built into me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. I want to. Could could you do it? Like you, like you're a pro. You got a race. Yep. That's how you pay your bills. Yep. Mm. Like you couldn't just say time out. I'm going to go do this <coughs> ultra now. Like you'd have to do that after your window as a pro is closed. Surely. Yeah, it's definitely one. Like I definitely want to do an ultra Ironman. Yeah. Um, it's like at the top of my list, but yeah, it has such a big effect on a year of training. What's in an ultra Ironman? Like, uh, how far is that? Or it, it varies, I guess. I think it's over two days. Three, three days. I three days. Yeah. And it's a ten k swim, and it must be. They split the bike. Must be oh, like they do them differently every way, but yeah, but it must be. It's, I think day one's a ten k swim and yeah. maybe two hundred and fifty k ride, mm. and then sixty four k run. Yeah, actually, I don't know. The one in Perth is, there's a new one. They do the swim and then a bit of a ride. Yeah. And the next day they do a massive, I think it's like 300 and some odd Ks. Mm. It's the first time they've run it in April. Yeah. I don't want to name drop because I'm not doing it. <laughs> and then 64K. <laughs> I wanted to, but I... No, no. How did you feel after you um 50? I felt fine. It's not that bad, eh, 50? But, like, I I paced it pretty well and... Yeah, like the once I'd hit the marathon, like you know, things started to hurt a bit. But mm. Yeah, I did it. Because um, oh, I've never, I've never run a marathon. 
like I've run an ultra, but I have stop points. And w- weren't you training him for a marathon? Once? Yeah, because that was the goal initially. The goal was to do a marathon, and the first marathon I wanted to do, I wanted to do my first marathon under three hours. Like that was a goal. Like I thought, if I'm going to train, yeah, that's right. I'm going to fucking train hard, and I'm going to qualify for like Boston Marathon or whatever. Um, I think also someone told you you couldn't do it. Yes, probably you or fucking <laughs> no, I'd Corey. Su- I, su- I supported it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey probably fucking he tells me <laughs> I can't do fucking anything. So, um, and I keep ticking boxes. So, but well, well um, he can't go under ten hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. So, ooh. but I like uh, I like to. <clears throat> if someone says I can't do it, I, I I I'll do it, and. Don't use that as a thing to say you won't fucking do this. But like I, I no, do I mean, like to if I say I how I got how got clean. Is it? Will he do an Iron Man? If he wants to. I reckon I don't know I, if he could. Oh fuck <laughs> off can't. <laughs> you know what though? I'll go the other way because fucking what he's done, if he says he's gonna do it, chances are he's probably gonna This is the thing, it. like Del Delby says it from time to time on the pod, he's like, I'm sick of us we, we always say we're gonna do something and then we don't do it. But I also make the point to him, we do fucking twenty times more things than other people say that they're gonna do, if if that makes sense. So like we might say we're gonna do fifty things and we will do forty of them and he'll go, Oh, those ten things Oh, we didn't do that. We said we were gonna do that and we didn't do that. I'm like, well fucking most people wouldn't do three of them. Yeah, you know, like we, we're sort of—I, uh, th- I think we're pretty good with what we achieve as a as a podcast. But um, definitely me, like I, I'm one of these people who, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean I get it done when I sa- when I say I'm going to do it. I might say I'm going to fucking—I don't know. It, it could be even with me, like <laughs> like at home life. It could be oh, I'm going to do the washing. Yeah, <laughs> I might not do it when I say I'm going to do it, but I'll still do it. <laughs> Um, but everything, like ev- with with everything, I like to do those sorts of things. I like to um, uh, try to hold myself accountable, but not judge myself if I don't don't achieve it or, or don't get it done. But I'm just trying to look up exactly what is involved in Ultraman. I'm doing um, less is more. Less is more this year. Less is more. So, that, like minimalism style. No, nah, like I mean, I'm just not setting any. Big goals. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like my, my only goal this year is to be more active in my own recovery. Yep. Which means just being fucking connected to people that are also in recovery. So through, a, through Tenacious House? Through Tenacious, through friendships I've made along the way, through, you know, I do stuff, men, some men's groups and things like that. Yeah. Um, but that's because I've taken a step back with having my kid mm. um and yeah you just start to run a bit rough and people have noticed but i just like having Jaden mm. was such a journey for us like ivf and you know it was we didn't think it was going to happen mm-hmm. um and like i fucked up so badly with my eldest boy um like he's my salvation. I love that boy more than anything else on this planet. But like he, I, our relationship's not good, especially at the moment. Um, and kids are only little for so long, you know. Yeah. And I just want—I don't want to fucking miss these years, man. Mm. Like I've—I've I've stepped back from boot camp, and the guys there are so fucking awesome. They're so loyal, and they understand that I've why I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um. I just don't want to make the same mistakes again, you know. Yeah, I wasn't present 
with on Andre, I was still drinking and fucking all the other shit I was doing. Yeah. And um And does it and what's the scenario there? Does he resent you for those sorts of things or I, I don't know. He's sixteen, he I don't think he knows, but we're not as close as I'd like to be. Yeah. Um I'd love to try and rebuild that relationship back this year, but that's kind of balls in his court now. Mm. Um Said, oh, fuck, I love him to bits, but does he know the whole scenario, like the 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 dark places that you'd come from? Oh, yeah, like um, the the best thing I've I think I've said to him recently is if you go out and you don't want to drink, just use me as your scapegoat as to why you don't want to. Yeah, and um, I, I know that, and it's a valid reason. Mm. Um, I did it with my mum when I didn't want to tell people I was a fuck up, you know. So I just go, oh, my mum's an alcoholic. I don't drink. But now I'm a bit more ballsy because when you tell someone that, they just don't fucking ask any more questions. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, like I just I don't want to have any more regrets in life. And my biggest regret is what happened with my son, my eldest, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to fucking do it again. So yeah, less is more. For me. I think it's um, is it Jordan Peterson's got that speech, and you see it. It became a little viral um, clip or audio that people would put on um put behind the backing of, of their own video. of their own ki- videos of their own kids oh and yeah. it's it basically just saying you know they they're you know they're oh, younger I, I made than one. yeah younger than I the age of 4 or yeah, whatever yeah, for, for only for so long and they you only get that chance <laughs> for 4 years yeah and then they start to get older and bigger and stuff it's funny you, i stuck it on the boot camp <laughs> And we got more hits on that mm. than any fucking fitness video I've ever put up there. Trend, trending audio. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> trending audio. Hey, I think I told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that. Um, that sort of stuff. Um, it's true. Like it, it, they are only that age for so young, for so, for so long. Man, and I remember getting emotional when I first heard that audio. Yeah. Like thinking, fuck yeah, like that's so true. Mm. You know. And I, I like will. I'll fucking panic at night thinking, fuck, did I do enough? Was I present enough? Mobile phones are the worst fucking invention ever. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I get bad with it. You know, Cause all my all my work's on it, you know, and then between work and scanning and, like, having a look at, it, like, what's going on everywhere. Or, or that basketball video you showed us before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I get this, like, sense of almost imposter syndrome because I, I post a bit on, like, my Instagram story to things that I'm doing with my daughter and stuff like that. One, I start to think, fuck, am I... It is, one, is this me just doing it to make people think I'm doing that? Like, that's that goes through my head. Like, is that a subconscious thing I'm doing? I don't know if it is or not, but... I, I I don't know. I've always I, I guess I'm addicted a bit to social media and and whatnot as well. But it's hard to get away. I found myself the other day, uh, last Sunday, a friend of mine's moving to Mexico, so we went for dinner. We went out and I um and I was uh, I dropped Scotty off for for babysitting, and I hate leaving her when it's when it's my day with Scotty. I hate leaving her, and I hate squandering those t- those times with her. But I understand it's necessary sometimes. Like I'll have work or I'll have, you know, I've got to have my own s- social life and stuff as well. But um, that day, so um, we went to the beach. Uh, we came home, we washed my car. I did like taught her how to ride a bike or to helping her ride her bike by without the training wheels. Um, That's a cool way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the shops and we had some food. We got some sushi and stuff like that. We, we had a really big day. And I finished that day when I dropped her off and I still felt like I hadn't been there enough with her and for her. 
But I'd done a... F- when I l- thought back on it and I said that to one of the lads at thing, I was like, no, I did a fuck... I did a lot. Mm. But I still had this underlying feeling of like, I could have... I could have done more with her. I could have done. I got to be more present. I guess the, the in between moments where you on your phone or you're just letting her play with toys and stuff. And then I realised, like my parents let me go out the backyard and play with my toys, and they don't sit there and play with me the whole time. Mm. So why am I expecting me to do that? But I, I don't know. I just have this underlying guilt for. Yeah, bro. I don't know what it is. I don't know what, and it's almost. I feel like maybe I'm a, I, am I there too much. You know, am I making her feel like I need to be there to help her with everything? Is that's gonna is that gonna hinder her in life? I don't know. Like I, know. I, I said earlier, like I'm negative anyway, so I could have been the perfect dad and probably still found something that I fucking yeah, did this wrong. Is and what I'm I, on that, this is what I was gonna say. I was like, or do we need to look at it a different way mm. and say like, rather than like, what didn't you do? What did, did you, do? you do? Yeah. Yes, Kapla. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, that, that's definitely and that and again, that's what I. Uh, the realization I had when I was at the pub <laughs> with my mates, having the having the chat, saying that, I was like, actually, no, I've just listed fucking four or five things I've done, and they're outdoor activities, you <laughs> know, getting active, being like being present with my daughter. Like, I can't sit there on my phone while I'm trying to push her on a bike. I can't sit there on the phone while I'm swimming with sharks in the water. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, you know be on my phone when, you know, we're playing at the park and stuff like that. I, I, so for whatever reason, there's this underlying thing in my head that I think the phone's getting in the way of being present with my daughter. But in the end, like, if uh, she'd be playing in the backyard or fucking playing with friends or, or something, like, I, I was off playing with friends all the time. Yeah, we I wasn't fucking phones. I don't know what my parents were doing, like, in, when we, when you think back on it. I don't know what my parents were doing when I was off playing with kids. Like, yeah, what did they do? With they that? probably just. Well, my mum was. Did they sit there and watch TV? Was passed out by ten thirty. The truth. Yeah, but what what did they do? My mum the drank. No, no, yeah, I know, but parents. Parents, like you didn't have a. My dad. My dad worked. And and but dad my, my dad was a runner, so he he'd be out running. Yeah, oh fuck, I don't know. They would encourage us to go out. Yeah. yeah. Get outside. What for though? What were they doing oh, when we were yeah. out? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because yeah. they didn't have phones. They didn't have phones. TV. I don't know. Dad would stay at home and watch the cricket in summer. All five channels. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck knows. Maybe you need to get your parents on here, Branchy. Yeah. yeah, yeah even fun. spend. We're talking about spending more time than mm. that together. Like it's a major goal of mine this year, mm. and I've actually let it dictate where I'm going to race and when I'm going to race. And, like, rather than me doing a heap of racing and being away from home, I've cut back the racing and now I've chosen races where I can make sure that, like, Beck can share the journey with me, you know, come experience the place. Mm. All the kids can come, you know. Like, that, I've I've let that choose my race season rather than being selfish and just doing exactly what that, I want to do. That must be so hard, like, because the level of – or the, the time-consuming – factor in your training like the guilt must kill you oh it does like you have to, they have to be so selfish at times it's a very selfish sport and um yeah massive goal of mine this year is trying to manipulate everything so it's not like that yeah mm. i know it i know at times it does like you know you know when you got when you're within eight weeks of a big race that's a goal race of yours maybe then it's time to lean a bit towards yourself and the training and the and the and the small things, but 
yeah. yeah when, a, when a race is 16 weeks away, like, you know, if you cancel a training session to go shoot hoops with your daughter, then just let it be. And because – and this is where that connection comes in, not just with your pe- your kids and your, your your partners, but friends and and, and whatnot. The, you need them. And the, the whole idea that I used to – I used to push this, like, early on when we first met – was to chase your dreams, you should be doing what you love, blah, 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 blah. And at the cost of what? Because if if you chase your dreams and achieve your goals, what does it mean if you lose all connection and all friendships and all relationships that you that were most important to you? So it's about having a healthy balance. I understand that people want to achieve their goals and they have aspirations and that's fucking great. I have aspirations, I have goals and I see everyone who starts down that path of do what you love or chase your dreams or fucking go fucking get it and you know that sort of you know motivation mindset they eventually come back to a point like what the fuck does it mean if i don't have anyone with me mm. do you think it's exactly it this this hit me mm. you know like i said you know i raced in t- first time i'd ever been to texas and i raced texas mm-hmm. texas cool place great ironman great environment and you know like I had to tell my wife about it or show her photos. And then mm-hmm. this year I decided like, well, if I'm going to go back, I want you with me. Mm. So then I don't have to tell you and I can share it with you. And I also realised that one of the one of the key things for me getting ready for a race is what Beck does for me. Yeah. Do you think that's a thing that, you know, because we mix in similar circles, we're similar ages, so we're – we're sort of learning these sorts of things as we go and it's just a natural progression. You be, you start to realise family, friends, relationships are important to you and when you're younger you think it's just goals, fucking living the dream, fucking being, you know, a baller. And you think that's what it is? Or do you think that's just a, a natural progression of where society's going where they're starting to go, hey, everyone wanted that dream, everyone wanted that life and now they're all, it is becoming a bit more of a, a well, uh, like a, a, a more popular sort of... Uh, way of thinking as to connections, family, friends, just being happy with like. I don't know. I don't even remember my twenties. Yeah, I, I can't even remember <coughs> my Andre being a baby because mm. I was fucking drunk all the time. Like, mm. so you can't remember how you how you would feel no. then I, as I, as I, opposed I, to now. Like he was like the biggest motivation for sorting my shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was my salvation. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure to put on a young kid, mm. but um, like I've looked, we we've of those videos. I was, were I didn't even know they were. I didn't even know I had them. Mm. And they're videos of him when he was like one, two years old. Mm. And I'm looking, watching them through the the video camera, and I'm going, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, it must be hard because like I'm, you're talking about that, and then I'm trying to think. You know, running through some memories of growing up with both my daughters. Mm. And, like, there's things there, like, you know, like her falling asleep I- on you in the shower and you're both in the shower and it's just, like, mm. one of the coolest moments. It must be, like, hard for you to look back on that stuff. And and it's like that I, I the Jordan Patterson moment, it's gone. It is gone, man. Yeah, it's, oh. very f- it's a very fleeting moment in... In life, and you can't get it back. And no, I, I fucked it. There's no other way. I fucked those years. But is this that lesson that you were talking about? Like, and that's it sounds um, disrespectful to say that your your first child was a lesson. But if you don't learn the lesson from the mistakes you made with that, you 
could make the, the same mistakes with you know the Ab- next child and, and if you have two three four kids you know um there's no more because it's not just <laughs> not for you but like for other any other any other yeah, person do you think it, i think that becomes a lot of our problems like the people just making the just having a kid the same mistake same mistake the same mistake at least james has taken ownership yeah of what's happened yeah. um, and I, he's I making a conscious effort into changing i just feel really blessed to have the opportunity to do it again yeah and to do it properly mm. and in stable environment and i just don't want to fuck it up or regret it mm. and no more regrets man that's it you know um yeah did and did 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 you think like so i'm hearing this a lot these these messages and i don't know whether it's it's one of those sorts of things where you start to see it everywhere because that's what you're doing you know like the red car you're looking you know, you you see the red car everywhere when you buy the red car, sort of thing. But next level, every car's red. Yeah. So I'm seeing fucking red cars everywhere, and when I say that, I mean I'm seeing all these people who are fucking getting it. They're fucking chasing after their dreams, but also finding this happy balance of like, nah, I know what's important to me now, and it's fucking yeah. But and do you but you family but and friends and connection. Yeah, you start to attract that. Yeah. Is that? Do you think that's what it is? Yeah. I'm just seeing it because that's where my head's my mindset's changed. You know, you go and buy the car that you wanted mm. and then you're like, fuck, everybody's got that car. Yeah. You know, you attract, it's... Yeah. It's so that w- it's always been there. So yeah. It's just, um, yeah, now I'm seeing other people do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I guess that's the, the that's that, um, that one thing I... That's my biggest regret when it comes to the whole business is thinking that what I thought was best for everyone. It's like thinking a, a diet is best for everyone. Like, we all have different allergies. Um, I've, I've gone back to meat recently. Did I tell you that? No. No. So, like, I've just literally on New Year's Day. Because you were vegetarian. Yeah. For how veg- long? Five oh. years. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll stick with it. I like I, I, I liked ve- being vegetarian. Um, I'm just I just did all my bloods. Like, so I, I'm I'm curious oh. by nature. Very very curious person, I think, mm. and. I just was like, well, I should see what the difference will be. So I went and got all my bloods done last week and they came back. Everything was really good. He actually said, do you supplement with vitamin D? And I was like, no, I, I go and <laughs> I the sun. go to the beach. I live, <laughs> I live in Western Australia. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he said the only thing that was in any way an issue was the iron levels because mm. of being um, vegetarian. But and he's like, they're in the good level. They're at the low end of good. That just frustrates me. Like, you get COVID, yeah. stay inside. Yeah. Vitamin don't, D. And vitamin D is one of the key indicators of... Don't get any sunlight. Oh, my goodness. It's fucking... But, yeah, no, a, a perfect example. But, but even so goes I'd back to where you were saying just before about, you know, what's changing to make us think different. Or, like... Yeah. For me, I think, like... I think we, we discussed a couple of things earlier and we'll probably we'll save them for another chat. But, like, I had a... Had a hell of an experience on my last trip to the US. Yep. And there were, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. I'm like, I'm so far from my fucking wife and kids, and mm. they're not sharing any of this journey with me. Mm. I'm like, this is fucked. Mm. And like, you know, like that negative thing has now changed. Like, I'm like, how can I share it with them? Yeah. More. It, and <coughs> that's right. You um, you FaceTimed us at the basketball. Oh yeah, like 
even just small things like that, you know, like I've been, I've been there all season for her. Like I, I, you know, one of the things I always, she loves her basketball at the moment. So I try and move all my training so that I can make it to the basketball. Yeah. Even if that means riding to the basketball, watching the basketball in my cycling kit and being the odd dad and then riding out, you know, that um, is fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I make a conscious effort to be at all her games That's and stuff, and fucking awesome. you know I've st- you know I've stood in the in the in the St Stephen Stadium, ball sweaty <laughs> fucking cycling kit, feeling <laughs> like a spanker, <laughs> and and but I'm happy I'm there for her, you know, and when the look when she looks at you mm. and sees that you're there, yeah, and her eyes light up and she wants to play the best basketball ever, and that's uh, and that's that whole um. That's where my mindset has changed in regards to um, <coughs> trying to uh, trying to like reach financial freedom or something like that, or trying to chase something to reach happiness. Realizing you've got happiness no matter where you are. I could have been happy fucking working sheet metal fabri- fabrication. I could have. I could have found a way to be happy. Like the happiness would be here. The happiness would be the connections I have with the people I work with. The happiness would be the the joy I can, um, you know, the perspective of joy I can make out of creating this nice bit of sheet metal. Whatever the fuck I want to do, I can make myself happy. It's all subjective. Um, and I, I think the, the ultimate form of happiness and, and the best way we can ha- have happiness is connection. And I think... Uh, Although I'm very happy with the leap I've made and the jump I've made into that, I've now realised I didn't need to do that to be happy in the first place. Bro, like I fucking envy you guys. I can't. I can't. You can't. I've you need a, it. I've got a void. Like no, I, I just can't. I've got like fuck. I've got everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Mm-hmm. Don't I mean? Like, yeah. I've got like, everything you'd want. You could want more than I fucking deserve. More. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I got the house. I got the wife, mm-hmm. I got the kids, I got the business, <coughs> I got Your health. the career, I've got accolades, you know, like. Do you think. And I've just got a void. I can't fucking see it, man. So do you think. I can say it and my wife will be like fucking fist pumping if, she's, if she listens to this. <laughs> yeah. Because she says it to me all the time. Yeah. And I've just got, like, you can fucking say I can be happy. Like, I've just got a fucking void, man. Because we, I, and I, I, I'm pretty sort of optimistic sort of person, find happy-go-lucky sort of like, so I can find positives and negatives. But my ex-wife, um, she, like, she, she had, I think, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but she had the vision of like, this is what I think we need to be happy, you know, like I want the house, the, the white picket fence, the car, the, the dog, the family, the, all that. And I wanted that as well. Like, it's the vision. It's the fucking, it's what you're sold as is what's the dream. And then when you get it, you then realise, oh, that's not what it was. And then I then automatically went, well, if that's not what it is, it must be because I'm not doing what I love. I should make my lifestyle happy. I should make my fucking everyday life happy. And now I've realised that's not even it. The happiness has to come from in here. And it has to be... um, I I mean, if I knew exactly how to get it... it wouldn't be a fucking problem. You just tell everyone how to do it. But it's it's. I think it's more of a just being. Uh, I don't want to say at one with yourself, but it's 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 a way of like being okay. With I think just everything and okay being with true and following your path. Yeah. Like. Yeah, understanding that every part of it is part of the journey because this is fucking the good and the bad. Like I said before, 
like we are here for a very fleeting man. I'm on. Unsh- I told you. I told you, 2022 was a roller coaster. I don't know why half the shit happened. Yeah, but like, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully, you know, it might be three months now, might be six months, nine months, twelve months, might be five years. But some, hopefully, it'll become clear mm. at some time because I believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah, you know, I, think, I think you already nailed it, man. Yeah, you're the fucking in America missing those girls. Yeah, what does it all mean? Like, you can chase your Why fucking passion of being a professional triathlete, tra- traveling the world, doing all these You've things, and it. testing your body and testing your strengths. Yeah, that's great. But what does it mean if you're not there with the people you love the most? Yeah, and, 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 you, and you've won one. Yeah, and what well, one you win? Which one are you talking about? Yeah. Didn't you win cans or what's the one in your house? The picture? Oh, oh no, that's just like that was the first time I qualified for Hawaii. Just just qualified. Oh, uh, Kona. <laughs> Classic. And then like and I would I would sit down with the calendar with none of my family there and design my season mm. around what was best for me. Yeah. Not include doesn't matter what anyone else was doing. And yeah. now, you know, like I'm I'm glad I've grown up a little bit. And I'll sit with that calendar and plan some races with my wife. Yeah, and th- uh, this is um, this is an upsetting part of my start of my year because I did this last year. I yeah. planned ahead, and I did similar thing. I I had realised I'm planning everything around Scotty, everything, mm-hmm. and I got asked to do heap of fringe dates, and I planned it around the opposite weekends that I um, had Scotty. Scotty. To make sure that I was with her. Um, I've fucked up and I've done the exact opposite. I've, I've fucked up my weekends. And now, I can't change it now and I feel dreadful. Even though she's asleep. It's at night when she's in bed. Mm. But I feel horrific that I'm, I've literally scheduled on the weekends I have her. Well, there's, what about the saying though? Um, I don't know if you know this saying, but you're, <coughs> you're no good... To anyone else, unless you're good to yourself first. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't do those things, and you'd get this with training, because I've heard Beck say it that you're a fucking grumpy shit if you don't do your training. Mm. Definitely. And my Beck says the same thing to me. Just because I'll go, I'm, I'm not going to fucking train. Try and be a martyr. No, mm. no, fuck it. I'm not doing it today. Mm. She go, but what are the consequences if you don't? Yeah. Snowballs. Yeah, because then you're a grumpy shit. And then that, and then you're pissed off at work. And. and you're with your kids, but you're not pissed with your off. kids because yeah. you're pissed off and you, oh, yeah, I should have just fucking got on my bike, like, yeah, you know. So, mm. yeah, it is one of those ones where if, um, <coughs> yeah, the happy balance, yeah, and I guess that's what all that's what we're all seeking, isn't it? It's a happy balance, it's a life balance, um, and we're all just seeking happiness. And I think we say all that, and but there is a time where the seesaw's got to go to you too. Of course. To be healthy. Of course. And that's what getting the balance right is. Yeah. You know, taking when you need it because I guess, you know, at the times if you take it and you need it and you give yourself that time, then when when the seesaw goes the other way, you're more present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly like what I was talking about with that day when I spent with Scotty. Yeah. Still did the four or five things with her and was very present, very into it. And then the other, when I was not with her, if I was on my phone, if I was working, if I was watching TV, relaxing, whatever the fuck I was doing, I can't remember, but I remember thinking I could have been there. But no, that's my time. 
as well. I need to have my time because if I'm not my best version of me, then I'm fucking not my best version of me for my daughter mm. and for the people around me. And then like doing things for yourself like the running, mm-hmm. the looking after yourself, <laughs> eating better, your little routine, like th- they'll pick up on all that Yeah, yeah and yeah. they'll learn that it's okay to look after themselves as well. Mm. It's funny, like I um, was so hungry. I did that with COVID, didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really enjoy that one. Oh, I did my 100-kilometre uh, marathon with, with COVID as well. You always want sorry, to drop sorry. that 100 back in there. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you do the Busso 100? I did, Was yeah. that a 100 so run or was that... No, no, the... Yeah, so what's the... Oh no, I think Branchy wanted... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know I ran 100 kilometres? <laughs> but um, so I went into the one I just did. So yeah. that... The, the time I look back on, and I say it to Beck as well, my wife, like that first half that I trained yep. for, when I was training and I was like doing this thing, I, like I was so fucked. I thought I've I've fucking made it. This is it, mm. and I've been chasing that feeling ever since, right? Yeah. And I did my worst half time-wise that I've ever done the last one, and I the day before I called up a mate and I was like. I shouldn't even be doing this. I haven't done the work. Like, my back's sore. Like, I, I think I'm going to pull out. Like, probably the same shit I did with you. And he was like, well, gave me the I scena- thought you might have been talking about a conversation you had with me. <laughs> went, went, went through the scenarios of, like, well, this is what you could happen if you... And I thought, fuck it, I'll just go. And, fuck, I had a good time, though. Like, I yeah. just enjoyed, like, being there. I took... The watch away. I took all time pressures off myself and just tried to get up in the atmosphere. What's the what? What's the feeling that you're chasing though? The re- recreation of the of the sense of achievement. The no, the, I don't the, know the, what I'm fucking chasing. The darkness. Oh god, I don't know. Because what's I I feel and I, now I am going to bring up the hundred. For example, I put myself in that that dark place. And it's fucked. It, there is dark moments. And a couple of people who came on the run in certain moments seen me fucked, like cooked. You got ups and downs, highs and lows. Yeah. And, and he's talking about the 100 he did. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's Have you heard about that 100? <laughs> but that's because you don't do the training. So, and, but the, the, the it's where you do 80 <laughs> and then 20. <laughs> so so those, those hard moments, though, I think I'm, I keep chasing that. And I keep trying to regret recreate different challenges and and put myself and i actually i was talking to a friend about this and i was like why do i keep why am i chasing these dark moments why am i chasing chasing these challenges because after that i feel bulletproof like bulletproof like nothing can stop me nothing can get you think it's like a test like (sighs) you like yeah i don't know it yeah the, like the, 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 that, that feeling of being, I, I can't explain the pain and, the, and how I felt at certain points. I then reflect back on it four weeks later when I'm having a bad day and just very momentarily and I go, oh, fuck, this ain't shit. This ain't nothing. And after a while, you become dead to that, that feeling again. It's gone again. So you're like, fuck, I need to do it again. Is, do you think that's the feeling... Because that sense of achievement after or is pain it, and or is it a like a small addiction? It, it could be. Or what do we call it? A dependence. It could be because <clears throat> in I think in the darkest moments you find out who you are. 
you find out if you're oh in the shittiest situations you find mate in the shittiest know. situations you find everyone's true colors those those, those like doing iron man stuff they're not my dark moments though but oh, that, and that's what I was going to say. So my, like my dark moment is I put myself into a physically painful dark moment. But oh, your bro. dark moments are. I've been in worse states than that. Try, yeah. Try staying away for two weeks. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um. Nah. Like I don't know. I think I'm just trying to run so far away from the person that I was, so that all of the fucking dickheads that still to this day go, that guy's a piece of shit. Mm. That guy did this. That guy did that. Can just get fucked. Do you think at a certain point you need to though go? I don't care what they switch think. off from caring what they think and just yeah, care what I'm you think. And, and you know what? I say it all the time. Like, <coughs> I don't do you think that? <coughs> I put the persona out there that I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Mm. I'll put up this fun. But, like, oh, but you do. Of course, I fucking do. do yeah. think it's all the Do you think that's front, what's man. creating the void? Mm. Man, I. I've paid good money for therapy in the past. <laughs> All I had to do was fix Branchy's computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting one. What is the void that you're chasing? And just people. Yeah, but if we, all, if, <laughs> <laughs> if we, if we knew what the void is within it, it'd be it's such an easy fix for everyone. And mm. who knows what that void, that thing that we're chasing is? I don't know what I'm chasing. Like, why the fuck am I doing a podcast? Like, why do I want to do this? Why? You like being in the limelight, Branchy. Yeah. Yeah. But why? I don't know. It makes you feel good. Yeah, but why? This is the thing. Like, and that's the interesting thing. Like, why the fuck do I run naked in theatres? Like, I didn't have to do that. I just thought it'd be fun and it would be like a big part of the show. Like, why, why do was. I do a 100-kilometre marathon? Why do I fucking... Why do I do anything I do? Like, why? Like, I, I don't have to do these to be... Because it makes the journey. If I really, really, really honestly wanted to do it, I wouldn't tell anyone and I just do it. So the interesting thing is the fact that I feel like I need to tell people. And I am proud of my achievements and I'm proud of what I do. But like if the fact that I feel like I need to tell everyone is probably a, 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 like an underlying thing that I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it to tell people if I've done it. Yeah. He's, he's a professional athlete, right? Mm-hmm. So he's chasing number one, right? That's... Day of Medium. Yeah, but why? What is it an ego thing? What's that? What do you think? No, because he, prob- he probably could. He's got the the potential. Is You're it to be? Is it to be the best that you could possibly be, or well, is think, it just? Um, I think my goals have changed as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like I told you, things have changed. I just want to. You know, I want to be the best athlete I can be, mm-hmm. and help people along the way. You know, like show James what's capable, what he's capable of. You know, I want to experience maximum, I want to get the maximum out of my professional career while maintaining, you know, like a great family relationship. Um, Sharing like, you know, at the moment maybe triathlon chooses the journey for our family, you know, like where's the next race, you know. So the people who like push (coughs) this idea of like, so uh, a, a way out of that, is to have so much money that you can fly your family around and, and do all this sort of stuff. So financial freedom and mm-hmm. yeah, but having the finances all, to do it. He's also got to have the talent. You can have all the fucking money in the world and no skill. And ag- again, this right. is the thing. Like, so that's what that's the, what I was getting at was the money. <coughs> obviously, gives you a lifestyle that you like. But then, mm-hmm. if you if you didn't have the work rate and the effort and the and the the talent to to do what you wanted to do there, 
is that well, going to affect it as well? Like, um, yeah, money would help. <laughs> Do you reckon? Fuck. <laughs> it's it's. It I, must be, I will never pretend that money doesn't help. It must be that. But it's not the source of happiness because the hours and time you put into being a professional triathlete, we must be close to me, not man. just a triathlete, but an Ironman. We must be close to most underpaid professional athletes on the planet. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's under underappreciated work, really, isn't it? Like you're fucking. But I also you, think uh, it, it, there's it, no what. Like I, I, I look at that hundred, and that's nothing compared to what you've done. A one Ironman scares the fuck out of me. Well, not scares the fuck out of me. I have no interest <laughs> in doing it. Um, you can't. No, do you know what? You don't have. You've got no interest. No interest. Do you know why? Really? Do you know, I'm like, I can't wait to do another one. Do you know? But I'm not jeopardising, obviously, the time with my son. It's an ego thing, that I, the reason I don't want to do it. Yeah, but do you know why? Because you're a fucking celebrity now, <laughs> and you're all over social media, <laughs> and you run naked through fucking halls, okay. and well, people yeah. are so going to be watching. So he won't get the attention that he's looking for. So just completing an no, Iron Man. No, well, yeah, and I'm not. I'm you're fucking not far off. He's the celebrity like, he, thing, you're way off. Yeah, he's, he's like, well, I'm sitting next to Blake, well, and he does it kind of quick. So fucking, no, no one's gonna care of me doing one. I, I know why I don't want to do an Iron Man. Why? Is a, a, a lot of people do them, yeah. and I'm not saying they're easy. They're yeah. fucking incredibly tough. Yeah, I really, and now I start to see everyone's doing ultras. Now ultras are boring me. The, the, the idea of ultras, anyway. Not boring me, yeah. but like a lot of people are doing them, and when I see something that a lot of people do, I'm like, uh, I then begin, and this is ego. This is yeah. all ego. Well, I was just about to say it because it is fucking ego. Yeah, it is. It's all ego. And why? Like, why do I? Like, you know, do you know what my next one is that I want to do? I want to climb a peak, and I don't want to climb a fucking shitty peak. I want to climb a peak where. You gotta fucking strap in. You gotta chisel fucking things in the what wall. Do, and what are you thinking? Get, oh, I don't know yet. Like I, I, th- I thought of a fun one. So that's one your big goal for twenty twenty. No, 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 no. Like no, I think this. You got to train for that one. Yeah, that's. Branchy. I think that's years of training and learning how to fucking scale mountains yeah, and breathing doing altitude. it right. But why? Why the fuck do I want to go stand on top of a peak that I could die on? Why? It's ego. It's ego. It's it's all ego. Why do I go and why why like why instead of just being sober on New Year's Eve and then waking up and going for a nice walk around the pond with my dog, did I go climb a mountain instead and take a photo? Ego. Do you know what I mean? So I'm I know I still like doing these things and I love the sense of achievement and I love how it makes me feel. But I didn't uh, again. If I really really wanted to do it, I wouldn't tell anyone I'm doing. I just go do it. Would you though? Yeah, yeah. If I really, if I really, really wanted to do it, yes. But then, did it even happen? That, well, yeah. Mm, interesting. Just put it on Strava. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, for for hey, me, that would be like at least someone knows. Tr- true story here. I cancelled Strava whilst training under you because I got so pissed off at looking at the other athletes <laughs> going, why is he doing that today? And yeah. I'm not doing that oh, today. Oh. You were bad for that. I was just, I took myself off. Yeah. yeah. I don't think um, th- those sorts of ego things are an issue though. I no. think they're, they're fine to have. It's just competitive, I think. Like, 
Do you think e- it's ego or competitive? E- ego is dangerous. <coughs> ego. When I say ego, I don't mean <coughs> egotistical. I don't mean like. I mean ego, as in in the sense of almost almost in the spiritual sense, almost in the uh, the Buddhist sense, like the ego, the the, the self serving mind. You know, you you you're doing it for you. You're doing it for look at me, and and again, I try I'm trying to detach the word ego from egotistical like a like a fucking up yourself sort of bloke but yeah the ego <coughs> um ego is important though for yeah. success oh 100 percent. confidence yeah arrogance and then you james oh. what you got a big goal for 2023 mm. yeah. i just we need to we need to put something on this early in the year well, podcast so look, that we can I'm revisit it i'm doing busso doing busso 100 Doing Iron Man, yeah. I've signed up already for both of them. Yeah, but so they're like, you've done them. Yeah, so ha- I'm ticking over this year. I just want to be with my youngest well as that's much your as goal. I can. That's my goal. That's your major goal. Like you say, less is more, but that's pretty fucking huge. And I don't want that guilt of. So it comes back now. You got to balance it. Yeah, you, yeah. you do the Busso 100. And the Ironman's your personal goals for you, as well. Well, I'm doing. I'm only. I'm doing. Well, only. I'm doing the half. At the end of the year, yeah. And you know, and I've said to Beck, and once you know, Jaden's at school, Mm. then I can look to do an Ironman again, full Ironman. Mm. But um, you know, there's there's heaps of things like I'd love to do. Yeah. I just the I can't commit to those things Mm. and jeopardize these few. Because the main the main goals, Jaden. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's quite similar to my goal. My goal, yeah, of sharing. Like, I just want to share this year as much as I can with, with those around me. You know, I've got not just my family. I've got some... But isn't that... I've got some great people helping and supporting my career. Like, they, they help me get to some start lines and are, are helping making this year possible. And, you know, I want to share the entire journey with them and make it... Is that... <coughs> what is that though? All three of us have had the same realization organically, independently. Have. We haven't spoken like we don't speak much. No. We keep in contact from yep. time. Like it's not like I told you that was what I was wanting to do. It's not like you told him. Is this is this because we are similar mindset and we're going through the same sort of? And this is what I was getting at before. Is this we're going it through that same? The way, what you've just brought up now, I feel like, is probably one of the most interesting parts of the podcast. Hmm. It's like how you doing your thing, podcasts. I'm a professional triathlete. You doing what you know, your boot camp, and you know you've just had a baby. Yet using his past traumas to yeah. basically make him. Yet you ask us. <coughs> all of our, you know, goals are based around a similar core value. Mm. And I'm interested whether or not we've come to that realization just because we're on a similar timeline path. And that's just the natural progression of what you sort of start to realise after a while. There's that connections and family and friends and, and every moment that you have with the people that you love is what's important. Or is it or or is it the fact that we are or in a similar mindset we have the that that that's just where we're at? Or um is there something more to it? Is it people like is there like as in a broad sort of um way of thinking is starting to it is interesting because to circulate amongst the, the general population. I'd class you both as real good mates, mm-hmm. but then you know the good mates that you're um, you're always going to be my good mate. But I wouldn't I wouldn't speak to you a heap through the year, no. and 
know, I haven't spoke to you a lot, like, you know, even in the last 12 months or whatever since you had your baby and we come to this very similar. Mm. But that's potentially that's why we are still all good mates and we still keep in contact yeah. because you are similar mindsets of mine, mm. I guess. But and speaking of goals, you did say <coughs> you've got training tomorrow morning. Yes, <laughs> I do. And uh, it's been a long podcast. <laughs> um, got boot camp in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, just quickly uh, for the listeners, just give them a brief rundown for the people who haven't listened to the first ever episode. And about half an hour in, it really hit a bit of a, a bit of momentum in this episode. That's pretty good. But um, <coughs> just give them a brief rundown of what you guys do for you for your jobs for your because you've built some pretty um, cool uh, fitness based yeah look initiatives. I'll, I'll go first if that's cool. <laughs> oh, so polite. I guess it has to be. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. Blake likes to talk. Um, no, nah, look, I, I, I word it when I'm working with the rehab guys is like this is the gifts that have happened since I've come into into recovery. And when I came in to the podcast the first time, the last time, and obviously met Blake, um, I did the first half <coughs> under Blake's guidance, and then I got that ambassador thing, and that was. Fucking cool. Like that was the first time, and I didn't share what I shared tonight. Mm. I just talked about drinking because you can get away with that um, without as much finger pointing. So that's like really cool. I did the Ironman, which was fucking unbelievable, and I did pretty good, I think, considering. And um, and I had a kid. I run, do even boot camp now. We've got clubs, three clubs in Perth now. We've got one in the UK. Um, I got <coughs> Fitness Australia's Trainer of the Year and runner-up in 2020 and got it in 2021. And that's pretty cool. I mm-hmm. don't really talk about that much, but it's a pretty big deal. That's, mm-hmm. like, number one. Yeah. You know, so um, that was epic. And the most rewarding stuff I do is with the guys at Tenacious House. I've had to step back from that because, once again, I want to be with Jaden, but... I think at the end of the day, like, I just want to fucking help people, mm. like, come through the shit. And um, my path is definitely with junky blokes, mm. alcoholic blokes that want to fucking change. Mm. And, um, and just to go, like, if you fucking stop doing all that shit, you can do cool stuff like this. And, um, and I think that's kind of why I keep doing it. Mm. is because I just want to go, like, you can do things. Or I've kind of just found another way to fuck myself up, which is to go and do fucking Iron Man. (laughs) Either way, it's better than smoking meth and drinking piss at nine in the morning, isn't it? It's funny because you've gone, not funny, but you've gone down that that path that Johan Hari, I don't know if you're familiar with his books. No. Um, But his his book, Lost Connections, and he talks about... um, Things like drug, the the drug problem, the drug, the war on drugs, the drug pandemic that's going around, the, and it's um, it, he he really put it down to one of the driving forces behind it was the lack of connection within people and the the, the lack of connection they were they were seeking, um, whether it's through people, whether it's through um, things they were enjoying, like there was diff- different factors of connection, but the the lost connections were one of the causes of that um, drive to become addicted and 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 feel less, I guess. Um, so it's interesting that you just want to help people 
as well because that's all that that connection that you can make with people. It's yeah. it's uh, uh, you know like people laugh at at drug addicts, especially meth users, and they're all tweaked out. And you see those fucking videos, yeah, you know, and they put like ice ice baby songs and all that kind of shit to them, and fucking gets millions of fucking laughs on Facebook. Yeah, and that shit breaks my heart. Like I fucking think that poor fucking guy, mm. you know, um, but mm. you know, yeah, hundred percent. It's a small percentage that probably think my way, but um, yeah, and you know, end of the day, I just want to be a fucking good dad, and um, hopefully my kids don't have to go through what I went through. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blake, you want to give us a rundown on BK? On BK, yeah. Um, it's an online coaching business, endurance sport. Um, I also like to s- like that it ventures into a side of like life coaching. I think um, I really enjoy showing people how to, you know, create healthy habits, change their lifestyle a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just happen to use what I love as the vehicle was in triathlon. Mm. So you swim, bike and run. And we teach them... You know, we teach them all about food choices, training, exercise, um, try and give them the tools to live a healthier life. And I believe, like, if you, you, you would probably say the same, you get mo- you get healthy, you get fit, you give yourself some time and, and everything becomes better in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we write online programs and you can be anywhere in the world and we can coach you and help you and help you achieve your goals and I sort of... You know, I built it because I enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, yeah, I'd have to say that probably one of my one of my proudest moments is working with you for two and a half years and uh, taking you from, you know, like <laughs> the story you explained tonight and bits and pieces you shared with us. We might only be like a small stepping stone at BK Performance, but I believe it was an important one oh, and, man. and a massive, massive oh. help. And I still share... I still one of the one of the main stories I tell about the athletes we work with was you, and and what we and what we were able to come from and achieve in the end. <coughs> we, had, we had we had a cool run. Like, I wouldn't have done it without Blake. Mm. Like I just wouldn't have. I I tried. It was Beck that pushed me to him. Mm-hmm. Fucking go! We just threw money at him and said sort him out. But um, I remember going to Frio. Doing that thing down there. That was cool, eh? That, oh, you feel, you were fucking fit up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early days. Early days. Branchy. Yeah, that was fun. Mm. That was super cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, lads. Mm-hmm.